Oh, and we've lost Andrew right at the start there. And he's back. <laughs> Just right on time, Andrew. Um, how, are we, how are we doing, everybody? Welcome back to our Royal Mess live on the Sean Atwood channel. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope you had a fabulous Christmas. And, of course, this is the last show of the year. Uh, next time you see us will be uh, in 2024. Very exciting. And super excited that we've rescheduled with Ente. He'll be here probably in about half an hour or so. And looking forward to getting his input on everything that's been going on this week. And we've had some ultimatums thrown down. We've had some challenges from the king put forward to Meghan and Meghan and uh, uh, Harry. And there's, there's lots to go over. But before we get into that, how is the wonderful Paula? How was your Christmas? Tell us all about it. And how are you doing? Hello. Hello, beautiful people. How um, I was uh, cooking for 400 kids um, for different days, Basically, not 400 kids per day, but 100 kids a day because, you know, we couldn't fit them all. And actually, it's a lot to cook. I don't think I want to see a stove for a while. I went to do photography at my friend's um he he bought a hotel and i think i showed my my subscribers by the way the turtles being released one of them said that they looked like archie and lily that's how they would run to the ocean <laughs> running away right, from right, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> and i and i i mean it was amazing and I, you know the kids are very grateful i want to thank all the subscribers who helped andy thank you for buying for for well, the, the 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 kids thanks so much sweetie um and you know what the lady who won the, the how do you say the the clutch she the said raffle. that I could give it to somebody here so i gave it to one of the nuns who who helps she never had something so nice so uh yeah so thanks yeah she, they're, they're, i mean it's incredible how people are um you know like a community it, it it is it is it is it is always so wonderful and the kids were wonderful you know and and from 400 kids, it suddenly ended up with almost 930 because, you know, the word spreads around. You know how it is, Andy, yeah. right? Latin barrios and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, they're giving this. So before you know, you have a bunch of kids. And the kids at the school were so amazing, guys, because I said they can share our food. You know, this is a very nice food that they get. I know, you know. Yeah, I was that's... crying the whole time, you know. I was, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So yeah, I was I still tear up when I think about it, you know, fucking little kids, you know, so many. We've got a lot of people giving you shout outs, a lot of love, a lot of turtle fans. Yes. So it's good. It's good. You got you gotta love that nature. Um but yeah, no, it sounds like you've had your hands full, Paula, from being But I'm very you. thankful, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the subscribers' help. So I really want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody who watches the show. Just by the way, just by liking, subscribing, it's free. And you help us a lot with the algorithm, guys. So yeah. by you liking, subscribing, sharing, leaving a comment, that's a free way to help us, especially nowadays with the algorithm that's going yeah. on. So yeah. yeah, that's very, very true. Well, thank you for filling us in, Paula. And Andy, how how's your seasonal period been? You're looking dapper this evening. You're, oh, you're in your studio. You got yes, some nice seasonal seasonal foliage behind you there. It's looking very nice. Yeah, no, it's finally here in the studio because whenever we do the shows, like I told you off off stream, I'm tired of you know not showing my face, and then I have to be running running from the outside to the inside and then trying to find a place that's quiet. So I just decided to come into the studio late. Um, but Christmas was good. You know, uh, they, uh, they still got me with the, the shipping stuff. So I still have some, some gifts that are in shipping. Yeah. I didn't get everything I had ordered, but Christmas was good and the kids are happy and that's all that matters. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, and they're always has... with, you know, they're always happy with money. So when <laughs> when I told them, I was like, hey, look, your your gifts aren't going to get here for two weeks. They're like, OK, well, you can just give us like two hundred dollars. And I was like, oh, OK, fine. Then I'll just, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that is, it's such a difference between what my youngest kids have got for Christmas and my eldest kid got for Christmas. Do you know what I mean? It goes yeah. from a pile of parcels to just an envelope and some joke gifts. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So hey, that's that's the difference between you know six six to nine year olds and a twenty one year old. You know. <clears throat> oh so, yeah. Yeah. So listen, let's let's dive in and just for everybody that's arrived, uh, NT Lawyer will be joining us um, after the reshare. Megan's mom will also be joining us. She's just running a little bit late. Yep. So uh, just want to say uh, thanks to everyone who's come and uh, joined us this evening. It is the last show of the year for me. It's a big deal because Paul and I started this show. Months ago, it was pre-recorded. We were doing our, you know, our start of our week interview. It was coming out uh, later on in the week, and it's just grown into one of the highlights of the week for me. Anyway, just meeting with everybody, and I think it's testament to how few people I talk to all week. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like <laughs> I can just see some my friends on the screen. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just been it's just been madness for for months. Uh, so yeah. Very, very excited to see what you're say something. You're looking good now, uh, Ron. Yeah, you I'll look a lot better, man. You're much just, better. I feel like from here down is really getting there. Like you can kind of see the smiles back, all of that. Um, but my eye is still creepy, and I hit uh, this poor woman got hit with the accidental wink, like right before Christmas. Turned around, made eye contact, went bang. And she sort of looked at me like this. So I've turned back around and went, oh, no. And I was like, oh, no, I just hit her with a wink. And I've turned back around and I did it again. And she's just sort of, I mean, we're about this we're, we're about this far away from each other in a queue. And I've done it again. And I was like, oh, God, just don't turn around again. Don't turn around again. So other than that, we're good. We're good. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's all heading in the right direction. So thank did you. Did you get any snow? Nah, not really. The snow's apparently coming, though. There's 20, 20 centimetres, which is about this much, uh, scheduled for the next couple of weeks. But they always say that. Okay, it's 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 How like much a is that in real real uh, real measurements. <laughs> Probably uh, <laughs> inches, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm pulling your chain. Yeah, but that, that's that's <laughs> what they say it. every year. They say it every single year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every year, uh, guys, that the the oh, you know, the big freezes come in, all the rest of it. In my lifetime, it's happened once, and that was probably about twelve years ago, where the whole of the or the whole of Britain was was photographed from a satellite, and the whole country was white. I mean, there was not one patch that wasn't covered in snow. The sidewalks here, there's about a four inch drop off the the pavement onto the road or the sidewalk, as you guys call it. And the f it was so much ice that the ice was the same level as the sidewalk going across the road. I mean, it was it was mad. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, madness, absolute madness. So you know, fingers crossed, it's not going to be like that again. But I do like a bit of snow. You know, I, I, I like to go sledging with the kids and you know get outside and do all of that. I don't like the wet, horrible snow. I like nice, picturesque. Snow. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, but there we go. I mean, we. I, I feel like. We've given all of our our Christmas our Christmas news over, and now it's really we need to we need to just have a wee look and see what is going on with Meghan and Harry because even just today, over the last few hours, there's been updates on what the King's saying with regards to you know who and their possible uh, return to the family realm. 
Um, but before we start diving into that, Paula, what's been going on? Do you have the flu, Ron? No, <clears throat> I don't have the flu. I'm I'm just knackered. Okay, I'm knackered. There's been a lot to get done between coming back to work and then New Year's Eve. Uh, so it's just been a whole bunch. Plus, when I smoke, I don't breathe through my nose. So I sound congested because I don't like the smell of the smoke. So I, I, I've trained myself to breathe through my nose. This is useless information that no one needs. Can I just point that out right now? But fun facts. So, yeah, I often sound like I've got a cold uh, when I'm smoking because I don't yeah. breathe through my nose because I'm a freaking autistic wonder. And uh, that's, the way we, that's the way we do things. Now, Paula, what has been going on in the world of Paula content creation? What has triggered you this week? Can we get an update on the website? What's happening Take us away with what's been uh, rustling your jimmies since uh, you came back. From well, 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 I found that, it, that VPNs are actually quite useful. Correct. Because, you know, I was going through like, this is, there's got to be, I did a video about it today. There's got to be, I didn't put post a lot of the pictures because the pictures are supposed to be circulated only in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. Yes, the images that I showed from Meghan Markle being part of the Soho House oh, uh, yes. call girl, allegedly, allegedly, in 2006. Um, and um, they are, um, they can only be um, shown in Germany, Switzerland, and Austria. They're real. But this is why you don't see those pictures circulating. But if you have a VPN and, and, and you put yourself in Austria and you type Meghan Markle, Soho House, and Harvey W., you will find them. Damn. Really? They're all over the place. And it's just, I, I didn't want to post many. I just posted one and, and I was I did a video. I talked about it, you know, so it's not like I'm showing it. So it was like yeah. commentating on it. But yeah, Meghan Markle joined Soho House since 2000, late 2005. Okay. But she wasn't on Marcus Anderson radar because she was a nobody. And what's really interesting is I don't think neither Trevor nor her family knew about this because Mr. Markle assumed that when she started doing suits is when she met the Soho crowd. But it's okay. not the case. It's not the case, guys. So she was in the Hamptons uh, where when Harvey Harvey W and she was at parties that Soho House was part of, um, and uh, Harvey W was there, and they were all there. And um, and and as I said, you know, the worst part of it all is that is that she didn't need to do that. She already had an, a degree, communications degree from Northwestern. Some people debated me that Northwestern is not a very posh university. I, I, I disagree. It's a very expensive university. What do you think, Andrew? Um, I know, I know a thing or two about Northwestern. It's, um, what did gonna, you do? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, how am I going to say this without being an asshole? Um, it's a, it's a very liberal, a very liberal journalist school. So that's all I'll say. All the a lot of the people that come out of Northwestern are very, very. Um, there, there are a lot of journalists. Okay, that's I'll, I'll keep it at that. They're really open, open-minded political journalists, and even the ones that go into like sports journalism, even the ones that go into normal journalism. Northwestern is a really, really big journalism school. But as far yeah. as Meghan Markle goes, um, the the thing with Northwestern is. Uh, 
I don't even believe that she got her little double, uh, what is it, double degree or double... No, she didn't get a double degree. Exactly. That's been confirmed. That has been confirmed to like, me by Northwestern University. I've said it before so many times. I want a list of things that Meghan Markle hasn't lied about. And then, and that'll be a list of like three things. It'll be a much shorter list. You're it'll right. It makes a very, very short yeah. list. Yeah. Save her some time. Just tell, tell her oh. what the realities are, Megan. Yeah. yeah. But the, th the great thing about this is that she, um, with this thing that I found, because you know, it's been bothering me, especially in the location I, I am in, you know, that you get information according to the location you're in, right? So, and I said, fuck it, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make use of VPN. So I, I used the VPN and I, I was shocked. I mean, I had to go through pretty much different countries. And then I ended up in Germany. <laughs> Germany is a good place. And there's so many, and these are real pictures. They're for sale. They're even getting images. They're for sale. And they're very expensive. I'm not going to buy them. And then, um, and, and the thing is that I was talking about is the double life. I really don't think that Trevor knew what his girlfriend was up to then because in 2006 and 2005, she was living with Trevor. Okay. You well, know, and uh, she was living with Trevor. This is a woman who didn't need to, to be at Soho House, you know, show, showing up at these parties, entertaining uh, yeah, well, you, VIPs. You you're, you're, you're saying that from a normal person mindset. Yeah, The women that were there, one, one of the pictures even has Mandy Moore. You know who Mandy Moore is, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And even Rosario, I think it's Rosario Dawson or Dawson. I can't yeah, Dawson. Dawson. And then, um, but, but Mandy Moore clearly is a singer and, and she was an artist and she was at the party at the Hamptons. But then there's Megan and two of her friends. And then... um. They didn't need to, you know, I could understand you pimping yourself out, allegedly, if you really don't have any money and you have you have an addiction and you have to put yourself through whatever or support your children. I, I've seen some people here in Canada do that in Canada, but Meghan Markle didn't have any of those things. She had a degree. Uh, she uh, was living with a producer in Hollywood. Her father was giving her money uh, and, you know, she had everything. She didn't she was not a struggling actress. Rosario Dawson, thank you, Marta Cardiel. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it was actually, I was actually quite shocked because this is 2006 and it's the same year that Harvey went to England to Beatrice's um, party, mm. birthday party that the brother of the king threw. And it was Harvey, Jeffrey, and um, Ghislaine. Well, that the, sounds the like an awesome crowd. That sounds yes. like the kind of crowd you want at your birthday party. They all you attended. Know? They all attended. There was a disguise party and stuff like that. And that was also in 2006. So Harvey was with Megan in the same room in 2006 in the Hamptons. Because Harvey was there with Jared Leto and a bunch of other people. And I don't know about you guys. Okay. I'm going to be bad here. I don't think that the likes of Meghan Markle would be around one of the biggest Hollywood producers on earth and not try to hit on him. Oh, please. She what do you think, Andrew? Please enlighten me. <laughs> she sucked him off for sure. The stories that I've heard about Harvey Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> You're going to give Ron a heart attack. Always hit allegedly. 
because I don't I don't know if you guys know the mo for Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein's thing was the young actresses would go to the hotel and he would answer the door in a robe and then he would invite them in and then whatever would happen. And and the thing for me is that when you look at a photo or when you hear about Megan with Harvey Weinstein, why do I believe it? Number one, allegedly. Why do I believe it? Because Harvey Weinstein back then was the biggest producer of movies in the world, you know, yeah. in Hollywood. So there's no doubt in my mind she was trying to get a role. She was trying to bag someone that was not bang, but bag, bag. like pull yeah, yeah. someone that was rich. So, Paula, when you were saying earlier about why would Meghan Markle do that? Well, number one, because that world is about fast money. Yeah, she has a degree, but what is that degree really going to lead to? What kind of job? When when that kind of job surfaces for her, you're talking about money that is in the tens of thousands. And all you got to do is go to some uh, Abu Dhabi prince's boat or on a yacht, and then you, you do what you're going to do with them. And then they give you $25,000. So when you think about that, the money aspect is one thing. And then also, even though she was with Trevor, you know, Trevity, Trev, Trev, even though she was with that guy, I mean, she wanted a billionaire still to this day. You know, we still last earlier in the year, we had the conspiracy about the Getty, the old man Getty, that she was trying to bang old man Getty to get him because he's a billionaire. I think this woman genuinely was still even back then. She was looking for someone with real paper to take yeah. down and make her husband. And. If you really look at it, Prince Harry, there, there's been all those reports about her not knowing, you know, that he he didn't have as much money as he did. But I think that when you really look at it, okay, the conspiracy right now is Harry is still on the website. Megan is still on the website. So they're probably still connected to the money of the royal family. And that's now. But we'll go back. To, we'll go back five years. Right. Twenty eighteen. Definitely back then, when Harry was in the royal family, he was connected to all of that money. And that's definitely what she wanted. Now, it's not billionaire money, but, you know, she she doesn't care. She just wants money. And, and that's why I believe it. That's why I, on my show, on my show, I always say call girl, allegedly, because oh, yeah. I, I and, and let me I'm going to say it straight up and, I, and I'll say it forever. I genuinely believe Meghan Markle was a call girl, in my opinion. Well, well no, she was around it, there for it, those people, you know, and like Megan Small said very nicely and very funnily. I'm laughing at that. That, that. no jab, no job. No jab. Well, this is this is the thing. It's it's. I believe the correct term is atmospheric model, Paula. Right? She was hired yeah. as a uh, as an atmospheric. I think it's an atmospheric model, <clears throat> where you just hire in pretty girls to sit around in your yacht or your club or whatever. But obviously. I mean, it, it it sounds like a little bit more is going on there, you know. I mean, I think we can all we can all agree that there's probably things that go on uh, on yachts and at these parties. But I agree completely that she's just been sniffing the biggest paycheck. I mean, mm -hmm. she she reeks of it. I think she honestly educated herself on royalty through uh, Disney movies, and she just assumed that there would be like gold crowns and diamonds lying around everywhere, and like a water tower full of gold coins and all of this stuff. And she was grossly, grossly mistaken. Um, but yeah, I well, think you nailed, nailed it there, Andrew. The one that the one that gets me is there's this photo I saw not too long ago, and I can't find the photo. It's when she was very young. 
Okay. And she's standing in front of a door and behind her on the door are a bunch of pictures of the royal family, like Princess oh, I can Diana. send it to you. I can send it to you. Yeah. And, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and she's a really, really young girl, like not even teenagers, maybe like 10 or 12. And she has all of these photos on the door of Princess Diana and the royal family. So to me, this has all been some kind of lifelong dream. Yeah. Do you know what where- any any red string with like yeah. tracks yeah. in it connecting it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think the- Trevor and her, and her family knew because her father and I believe no. them, especially no. Mr. Markle, he said that Mr. Markle, Megan changed when she started hanging out with the suit crowd because then she was introduced to Soho, but actually the people, the cast of suits, uh, they were not part of the Soho crowd. Jessica Mulrooney introduced, Jessica Mulrooney introduced Megan to uh, uh, Marcos Anderson, who was very best buddies with Trudeau, but um, but it, not the suits cast because they couldn't afford the membership. And, and another information, Megan was never a member. At least I don't know if they met her an honorary one when she got engaged to Harry, but she was never a member. She was a working um, girl. And I mean, you can, and I don't mean, I don't know for what, but she was a working girl. I mean, even up to 2015, when she went to Budapest to the opening of the house, Soho house in Budapest, if you saw the Daily Mail thing, they showed, they named the girls that were there. And then they said, and others, that's Megan Markle. They didn't even name her. And this is 2015. And she was what they call a red carpet walker for VIPs and for entertained VIPs. She was there. And she went there for that weekend. Charles was there. Uh, and also Harry was there for that opening. They went for that weekend to do something about the royal family. And then they went to the opening of the Soho House in Budapest. But Meghan Markle was not a member. She was always a working girl or Marcus Anderson's best buddies. And, I, and also, you know, Nick Jones, I don't know if you guys know this. Nick Jones was the original founder in 1995. Marcus Anderson started working in 1996. He went to London and because from what I understand, I don't know about this because I wasn't in London at the time, but the Soho was the red light district of London. Hmm. I don't know if yeah. it's true. Yeah. People yeah. No, no. It certainly, it was, it certainly had uh, elements of that. Shall we say? I wouldn't say it was the 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 big red light district, but it certainly had that um, connotations. Shall we say? So, shall we say? So Lori Cole, I can't show the pictures because I I might get in trouble. But all you have to do is activate your VPN, go to Germany and put it on Germany, Switzerland, or Austria, and then Google Mega Markle Soho House Harvey. And start from 2006, you will get a bunch of pictures. And they're all really, you can actually buy them. You can actually buy them. They're very expensive for some reason. See, there's one with Princess Eugenie and Harvey Weinstein that I have here. That's from 2016. That's before he got busted. Yep. And if, if anyone's looking for a VPN, Atlas VPN is a proud sponsor of the Sean Atwood channel. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My, my sponsor too. They're sponsoring me too. There you go. You see, it's, it's all about Atlas. There's only one VPN, people. Ignore the rest. Take the best. That's the one. Sorry, Are they Paula. sponsoring you too, Andrew? No, not me. I don't have any oh, sponsors. Well, Atlas, get, 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 get in Andrew's DMs. There's another one for you to shill the VPN goodness. Let's, oh, yeah. uh, let's do that. that. No, but, but so you know, guys, I was shocked. 
and I will have to thank one of my subscribers because they said to me, Paula, if you have access to VPN, uh, because they kept sending me those pictures, but you know, sometimes you get pictures and you don't know whether they're real or not. So, and then I remember Atlas gave me VPN because they're my sponsor. And I thought I'm going to try it mm -hmm. because when you try it with the original thing, it doesn't allow you to see the picture. But then I tried it with the VPN and it's there in its full glory and you can buy it, you know, but, uh, but it's actually quite interesting because in 2006, Meghan Markle was in the Hamptons with Harvey. That same year, Harvey went to England to see, to spend the Beatrice's very posh birthday, which was a lot. And he went with Ghislaine and Jeffrey and, and they take pictures of there with the King's brother. Hello, Nadine. Hello. Hello, Cynthia. Hello. Hey, but hello. So nice. it's very interesting. All of it, when people are saying, well, Megan, because I was confused with Mr. Markle, because I believe Mr. Markle and people are very hard on him and the family or even Trevor. And sometimes in my video I did today, I said, you can be married to somebody for 40 years, have a family. And suddenly you find out that he has another whole family, like a mile yeah. away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't yeah, think totally. that her husband, I don't think her husband would have found out she's a whore. You know, he, she allegedly. Probably, allegedly. Probably would have tried very hard. <laughs> So that's why when, when you say when you say that they didn't know, well, no, of course they didn't know. What are they going to be? What, they're going to be sitting at the dinner table. Oh, babe, you know who I sucked off today? Harvey Weinstein. Like, no, that's not. You know, yeah. I, Especially I think, when the pictures are not shown, they're not allowed to be shown in the United say, States. When or you North say America. she wasn't a member, are because aren't the members like Prince Harry, the client? It he's he's a member, right? Yeah, they were. No, she wasn't a member. She wasn't a member, but they have these people who work for them. Yeah, like Marcus Anderson. So, and there we go once again. There we go, Andrew on brand. There, he's just a what? He's, a what? He's, back. he's back. He's back. He's back. She, I, I said that she's the merchandise. That's why she's not a member. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good way of looking yeah. at it. Allegedly. And there's actually yeah. the thumbnail of my video. It's actually quite creepy because Marcus Anderson is there with Megan. And she's showing her ass, and he's pointing at her ass. It's like, look at this. This is what I got for you here. It's really creepy. Well, listen, just before just before we dump, jump into anything else, we've just had uh, Cynthia come and join us. Welcome to the panel, Cynthia. Thank you for coming and joining us today. Tell Thank us a little bit about yourself. Uh, <laughs> and also, Tina, how are you doing? We'll get to you in just one minute. Good yes. to see you. And uh, you broke in the jumper cycle this week. I, I feel like that you were stood there <laughs> looking at jumpers and you were like, no, Ron, not this week, mate. Not this week. He's uh, giving me a complex. What can I say? I'm going to avoid the jumpers now. La last week was the best one out of all of them, I have to say. The uh, the Velma the Velma cosplay. Okay, Cynthia, tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, well, welcome, of course, uh, to the channel and the panel. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I, I, I'm Canadian. I live in Canada. Okay. Uh, I have a, a very much a mental health background. I'm a trained therapist and work in mental good. health. Uh, and so behavior is what fascinates me. It's my okay. area that I, I love to talk about behavior and I love to talk about that stuff. And so, yeah, I, uh, I've been a fan of the Royal family since I was a kid. I mean, it's, we're in Canada. <laughs> we, we are, we love our queen and, and we've always loved our Royals here in Canada grew up learning, you know, you learn how to sing God Save the Queen, now it's God Save the King, like you learned that at a young age. Um, I was in the military, so you learned to respect, you know, the pictures of the Queen when you were in certain buildings and such. 
Um, and so I've always had a love of the royal family. And so, yeah, I'm just one of those folks that kind of fell into this because. Welcome to the club. Yeah. I'm in the, <laughs> fell into this category 100%. Yeah. Uh, so your, your, your fascination is people and why they do things, the, the mental uh, path that took them there and all the rest. See, that's. That's what I love about our panels. We've got such a good mix of uh, views that come from different places. So lovely to meet you. And of course, we'll, we'll delve in uh, to, to some of your bits and bobs in just a second. But Tina, the aftermath, how are you? Looking fabulous. How was your Christmas? Tell us all about it. Did you change your hair color again? No, it's just, it needs colouring again, I think. It's just it's just okay. washed out. <laughs> so I'm having a right bad hair day today. It's like red hair and it's just not doing what it's meant to do. Um, Christmas for me was, yeah, I've got age ranges from 7 to 23. So I hit every cycle from the door yeah. getting up to quarter past three, going all day. The oh, middle did I go going, on? Yeah. I'm going back to bed and the older one's turning up. Oh, I thought hours. I went up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but it's been lovely. It's been quick and it's good. quiet. So, perfect Christmas. Good, good. Well, it's it's great to have you as always. And uh, yeah, listen, let's 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 dive back into this now. Oh, I pushed the wrong button. There we go. Oh, excuse me. The, the wonky eye is not doing what it should. Okay. So, Cynthia. What have you noticed? Uh, like, give us your kind of your your cliff note on where you've started and where you've ended up with your views on Meghan and Harry. Give us your 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 kind of your insight into into what you think uh, is is going on, who you think is in control. Meghan's obviously a really well put together and awesome human being. So, give us give us your oh. give us your take on that. What are you doing? Are you trying to, are you trying to upset me? No, I was like, okay, are you high? No, okay. listen. Like, if I fan into the wrong group, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I need to just bring up the sarcasm sign. That's that's what we need. A little, a little uh, picket lines sign here. But yeah, no, obviously, um, she's a bit, she's a bit mad. So, what, what, take us, take us through your, your, your conclusion thus far, Cynthia. You know, Harry was one of those ones when his mom passed away, we sort of saw the little boys, you know, at the funeral. I think we can all think back to, you know, the street progression with her casket and those two little boys that were walking behind her, yeah. you know, and you see their sodden faces and you see the grief and the shock in their faces. And I think that we all just sort of, we were like, oh, you know, yeah, I agree. And we watched Harry grow up. I watched Harry grow up and just thought he was this kind of charismatic, angry, <laughs> privileged, yeah. very traumatized boy who grew into this man. Um, but we were, I was always grateful for the relationship he had with Catherine and William. Cause it was like, they were sort of like kept him in place. They were like sort of able to kind of handle him. Yeah. Um, and then Megan sort of roared in. And to be honest, I was happy for him. I was like, okay, maybe this is it. Shit. Yeah. You yeah, know, that's, that's, yeah. That's I think a lot of us felt like that because I think we were waiting mm -hmm. on Harry's, you know, a resurrection of a Diana figure. That's what I kind of felt, you know? I'll be honest. I mean, I, I don't know how it doesn't matter how anybody else feels, but that's how I felt. And then she kind of threw it into the fan. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, carry on, Cynthia. <laughs> But Cynthia, Cynthia, let me ask you something. Mm. The the thing is, 
Harry, I've, I like I know I just came around here, but I've done a lot of research on this. Harry used to be a d bag even as a child. So yeah. how do you, as a therapist, how do you see that compared to the fact that when he was a child and his mother was alive, he was still a douchebag. And then now it seems like he's still some kind of four-year-old man-child. <laughs> he was very spoiled. Um, Diana was an interesting... No, I, I mean, like, do you, do you think that the Princess Diana thing is not actually the real cause. He's just a douchebag. Yeah. He's, okay. he's incredibly entitled, incredibly spoiled, um, got away with so much as a child, got away with so much as, as a teenager. Um, I don't think if Princess Diana was still with us, I don't think he would be any different. I think the palace was very able to cover up his shit and handle him. And I have I have a friend who works <laughs> in DC <laughs> who knows a lot about Harry in his younger days and his trips to the US and his carrying on and the amount of diplomatic crap they had to do to get him out of trouble to make sure that it was sort of swept under the carpet and he was put back on a private plane back to London. Yeah. I was like, no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. And even when you watch him as a little boy, I mean, he was a little shit. Yeah, he was and a fucking asshole. He was. And his mom laughed. And his mom chuckled and thought it was really cute. And the public thought he was really cute. And I sort of compare, I just, nobody come at me, but I sort of compare Louis. When we saw Louis in his much, and he's only a five-year-old little boy, and I don't like to talk about the kids a lot, but, yeah. you know, he went through a period at about three, four years old. Yeah. <laughs> At public things, he he was, you know, he was Louie. And everybody was chuckling and comparing him to Harry at that age. And I was like, and, yeah. what, we, and what we saw was we saw Louis not attend some public events for a little while. And then we've sort of seen a surgence of Louis coming back in. And we're starting to see a very well-behaved five-year-old. <laughs> well, yeah, you're supposed to grow out of that. That's why yeah. <laughs> the, the thing with Harry that got me is he was a very young child and I'll never forget this video I saw and I can't find it now. It was a video of Harry as a child and he was holding a dog and the dog was like squirming or whatever. And then he throws the damn dog on the floor. And yeah. I think that Princess Diana was behind him or something. And she's looking down at him while he's doing this. And she's just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. That's funny. And I was like, dude, he just threw a dog. What is, what is wrong with you? Do well, you well listen. Charles was there. Everybody just talks about Diana. Charles was standing closer to Harry. Well, that's, that's what I mean. We'll, we'll circle back to what I'm just going to now say is Harry launching a dog. <laughs> uh, we'll circle back to this. I just want to say just quickly, anti lawyer. Welcome to the panel, finally. Thank you so, so much for making time to come back and see us. I hope everything is uh, better for you this week than last week. How are you doing? How was your Christmas? And uh, once again, thanks for being here. <clears throat> hey, thanks for having me. And things are much better. No rain this week. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Christmas was great. I hope everybody else had a great Christmas, too. And I'm looking forward to the new year. And um, I think 2024 is going to be the make it or break a year for, for Harry and Meghan. Well, yeah. uh, yes. I, I I think we're from a from a royal standpoint. I think we're we're coming to a cusp now where we're going to 
finally see those names either removed from the website, okay, or not. Because uh, the Kings laid down some pretty um, epic ultimatums, I, I would say, uh, this week. And just before we dive into that, NT, where are you at with your reportings on Meghan and Harry for this week? What's been the 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 big moment for you towards the end of the year with these two? Um, I think for me, because, you know, I kind of come to these things from a celebrity kind of gossip perspective. Sure. So it's a little bit different angle than everybody else. And I've always been completely honest and said that, look when there was no Meghan Markle and it was just the royal family that the only time I would ever get any scoop is if the royal if like Harry or William interacted with some celebrity say like with Britney Spears or something <clears throat> or yeah. if you know they went to Calgary and got naked or Vegas or something like that yeah. well, that's a good point I mean it is a very good point I mean it's it's, it's almost like no press or uh, no uh, yeah. bad press yeah, sorry, you know, you're the, you know, the they, they've definitely opened up the royals to the world in a way that I don't think uh, ever has been before. Um, right. You know, so, yeah. yeah. So I, I look at it like this. So okay. and I go back in time and there was a time when when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were getting a divorce or they were they were trying to save their their marriage. And they kept taking tropical vacation after tropical vacation, just trying to, I think, to get some kind of spark back. And with Harry and Meghan, it seems like it's the same kind of thing. It's just this cycle of, okay, we're not going to actually do anything. We're not going to be at home to do any work. We're just going to keep taking a series of vacations that are meaningless. Um, but why are they taking them? So when I look at it, things like that, then I look at stuff about, okay, Meghan is really amped up about this movie project that she's doing with Netflix. Great, fine, fantastic. It's not going to make a ton of money. And you have to start thinking about, okay, well, if you're an agency and you deal with, say, like a Ryan Reynolds or Channing Tatum, who each got $25 million for their last movie from Warner Brothers, overpaid, but yes. So their agency is going to take $2.5 million, really a little bit less because, you know, those guys don't get have to pay 10%. But we'll just say, you know, $2.5 million. And then if you have some kind of deal with Netflix where Megan has her set up and Netflix has already put forward the money to buy the rights and everything for the book, <clears throat> then that means she's in a hole to begin with. So let's say all in, she gets 5 million bucks after all is said and done. Well, that's $500,000 from the agency. Okay, fine. But she's not going to get 5 million bucks after all is said and done because they up, they fronted so much money. Of course. So I just I don't see the the math, and then Harry doesn't really want to do anything. I think that the inclusion of Fergie um, for Christmas has got to send some kind of message after a 32 year absence. Yeah. And I think that um, Andrew, and this is something that I think I talked about with Paul. I think I talked about with Sean, is that I always thought that it was Queen Elizabeth who was keeping Andrew close, like being, you know, he's my kid, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this for him. But now it looks like it's actually Charles. Who's the one who's like, well, I'll forgive Andrew and all this kind of stuff. And all right, well, if you're willing to forgive Andrew, and especially if you know, there's more Epstein stuff coming out yeah. on January 1st, you know, that that's a big ask. And then it leads to the question, okay, well then can they forgive Harry? And I say that all would be forgiven with Harry but not with Megan. There's no way that Kate will ever embrace Megan. There's no way that Kate will ever want um, Megan as a part of anything. So that's what I'm saying. It's like 2024 yeah. is the year where just what's going to happen. You know, there's not going to be a 32 year wait like with Fergie. Something's going to happen this year.
What do you think about the quote, the quote from Richard Eden? He has claimed that if the royal family can rehabilitate Sarah Ferguson, they can definitely bring back Meghan and Harry. What, what do you Absolutely. think about that? Absolutely. I, I was going to talk about that. Absolutely. Now they're starting that PR because let's not forget, they also rehabilitated Camilla. It took her, what, 25 years or 26 yeah. years to... Uh, she's still not fully accepted, that's, that's, but that's a, good, that's a good point, actually. Uh, you're right, you are right there with, with Camilla. But what do you think, uh, NT, on the the, the pos I mean, you've, you've kind of covered it there. I mean, do you think that it's possible that all these bridges can be mended? I agree with you on Kate, though. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. it was such a thing with Kate because mm -hmm. just okay, she's one of the racists, and, and I said this, I think, in, in one of my episodes recently, is that. If you go back and you look, say, pre obviously pre-Megan, and you go back and you look at events where Kate and Harry are at the same event, there are truly joyous mm -hmm. laughs from Kate. Kate and Harry look like the very best of friends. They look, you know, they live together. Everybody was just great together. And then Megan comes. And here's somebody who thought, okay, well, I'm gonna give them a, I'm gonna give her a chance because you know, I, I like Harry so much. And then it's just stabbing in the back, stabbing in the back, stabbing in the back, stabbing in the back, and now being called, you know, a racist and all of this kind of. I where where how do you move forward from that? It just yeah. it, it feels like you cannot have that person involved. It's just like, okay, that's great. You know, you you be married to her, fine. You know, maybe twenty years down the line, you know, you'll come back or something. I think about it. Somebody said, "Well, Camilla's twenty four, Fergie's thirty two. Charles is not going to be alive in thirty two years." Yeah. So then it's going to be up to William and Williams has his wife there and his wife says, I don't want anything to do with Megan. And, yeah. and William goes, okay. Yeah. I think, I think you nailed it there. I think there's easier bridges to mend than the, the, and I just, I'm sorry. Somebody was putting in big caps. It's not Kate. It's princess Catherine. It's princess Catherine. Apologies. <laughs> princess Catherine. Um, I'm an yeah. American. That's how I just call it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you something because Andrew and I, um, I actually, uh, I was surprised at TMZ. They did, uh, I don't know if you guys say TMZ, uh, but um, they did um, No BS Harry and Meghan last year. And I was surprised to find that one of my subscribers guided me to it because it's apparently a documentary that TMZ did. And they're all very pro Meghan and pro Harry. You know, um, I was shocked that nobody, it's not really more out there. I mean, I, I, I mean, what, did you it watch was on that? Tubi. That's why it was trash. The, yeah. The, you remember the, um, the uh, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp uh, documentary also on Tubi. Uh, back when I was covering Amber Heard, that one came out as well. And it, it's just the reason that these don't go anywhere is because they're trash. They're poorly produced, not like Netflix. Um, but speaking of Netflix, I was going to ask NT Lawyer. So are you saying that Meghan Markle is going to come out in that Meet Me by the Lake movie? Is she going to star? I don't think that that's the right fit for her. I know that people have said, oh, she wants to get back to acting. But there's no... She's not that great of an actress to begin with. Number two <laughs> is that... <laughs> The way that I think that she can re try in her mind, at least to rehabilitate herself is not by, you know, trying to do movies, because no matter how good of an actor or actress you are, you're going to have a bomb. I mean, Sandra Bullock won the Oscar for Best Actress the same year she won the Razzie for the Worst Actress. So it's just going okay, to happen yeah. like that. So her 
claim to fame is going to be, I want to produce these movies. I want to be behind the scenes. I want the accolades. When the Oscars are awarded, it is the producers that go up. That's yep. what she wants. And I think that she in, sees herself maybe as like a, a Reese Witherspoon who is, you know, the executive producer and producer behind a whole bunch of things, has her own clothing line. Um, yeah. is taken, you know, as a serious actress, has a great <laughs> career, is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, but Megan's clothes are so ugly, she can't have no, her no. clothing line. <laughs> no, but there is the whole reinvigoration of the TIG, right? I think that yeah. there's been stops and starts on that, and that somehow that she thought, you know, I could do that. I, I think that if she hadn't got involved with William Morris Endeavor, that she would have relaunched the TIG. Yeah. That they said, no, this is going to cheapen the brand if you do this. This is not goop. You're not, you don't need to be selling, you know, candles, you know, that smell like whatever. Yeah. Um, that's not exactly how you're going to, to launch yourself into A plus list. You know, um, what, whatever you think of like Oprah, she's not selling candles that smell like her, her private parts or whatever, yeah. like Gwyneth Paltrow does, you know? So, I mean, it's just, that's not the, the way to go. And Are you trying to tell me that Gwyneth Paltrow selling energy vampire serum is not a legitimate product, Enti? <laughs> is that what you're saying? Because I am saying that. It's I mean, good selling. It sells well. I'm in deep for the energy vampire serum. I just want to throw this at you, Enti, as well. Netflix have released uh, never before sort of um, you know, um, broad perspective of what is watched around the world on Netflix, okay? Yeah, and I find it really... I find it very interesting, Auntie, that they're very much heavily invested in Megan, and it turns out that Suits is in the number of top five watched programs around the world. I honestly, when I seen that, I felt like there's something fishy here. Okay, okay there's something fishy here, Auntie. What do you okay, think? There, there's a couple things at play here. Number one, you'll see part of the deal with Netflix contracts and stuff is that. Netflix will say to somebody, we will say that you are the number one most streamed whatever show, movie. They come up with some ridiculous category where the actor or actress, writer or director can be happy. Okay. It, it happens with every program. It's kind of written into it. Okay. That This is part of the problem with Netflix who wanted to try and go to ads. If that's fine, the advertisers are like, great. Ads will be fantastic. Show us your numbers. And Netflix mm -hmm. goes, well, we can't really show you our numbers because. Nope. Um, it's so ridiculous. I know, like, it's and so the, ridiculous. But the final thing is, is that I honestly do think that people are watching Suits, and the reason I think that people are watching Suits, and it has nothing to do with Megan or anything, is yeah. when you recall, um, Netflix paid a massive amount of money to continue with Friends for one more year exclusively before Warner Brothers on their you know channel took it over sure. because it was the number one watch show even though it had been off the air for 15 years their number two show that was watched was The Office the number three show was Parks and Recreation you had to go down the list to like 40 or 50 before you had found a Netflix original so people wow. didn't watch Suits the first time they want something that they can binge something that's light something that they keep on in the background it's the first time it was available so I honestly believe that Suits is reaching those numbers, but it has nothing to do with Meghan Markle, and it just has everything to do with people just wanted something different to watch. So, so when you said that WME doesn't want her to do the TIG, does that include all of the bullshit we've been hearing? Influencer, um, uh, act, not actress. So, do you think that WME is trying to get them to do actress, trying to get her to to actually act? Will will they get her something? 
I don't think that they want her to act because she's not going to get a fee that's high enough. Um, I think that, you know, they would love, to, you know, they tried to talk the world or at least Dior into saying, hey, you know, give her a Dior deal or whatever, you know, because that would be a high profile, very good thing to have. It would be worth a lot of money. They'd get a, you know, a nice chunk of that change. The acting is no, <clears throat> there's, there's, there is nothing good for her, you know, being an actress. There's nothing good that can come out of it. And it's, it's, she just, it's producer or bust, I think for the most part, or like I, I said, yeah. you know, some kind of huge, um, you know, haute couture deal. Um, if I was her, I would, you know, be hanging out with Selma Hayek and her husband to try and get some kind of deal from, from Louis Vuitton. But and, why doesn't she, why doesn't she, I mean, they, these two morons obviously have money. Why don't they make yeah. their own movie with their own money? Instead no. of Netflix. Rule number one. In, rule number one in Hollywood: never make, never make a movie with your own money. <clears throat> I, I, and I, I kind was, of have to ask you something. Andy. I heard that Megan is going that they're going to do a show, like a relaunch of Suits, and that Megan said that she wanted to produce it. Have you heard anything about that? I could see her doing that. I mean, anything to do with production or something like that, where she gets the accolades and the money and the yeah. decision-making power, <clears throat> where. Um, but doesn't have to do anything other than, you know, make a few decisions. It's not like she's going to, if they film it in Toronto, she's not going to go up to Toronto and, and hang out and do that. Yeah. Um, but she could fly in on a private jet and just get po photos of her taking, you know, and, you know, some kind of standing behind a, a camera with headphones on and stuff like that, making it look like she's in charge and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you not feel like that actually though, if she were to take a role like that producing, it would only be a matter of time before all the staff go on strike and all the <laughs> going off the staff record currently, she doesn't seem to have a good way with people. So producing a team and orchestrating a show, I feel like it's not really her, you know, vibe. <laughs> She's not very good with people, in my She's, opinion. She is horrible you with know? people. And it could go one of two ways. It could go where somebody sits down with her if it starts to go sideways and say, look, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have to listen. And you're going to have to do this and this and this. And, you know, she did work on TV long enough where she'd probably go, okay. Or it's going to go sideways, which is kind of, again, I have to bring a celebrity reference into it. But they did a 90210, 90210 reboot with Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth. And originally it was going to be they they hired showrunners, experienced showrunners to do the show. And then those two decided, no, you know, we can do it better ourselves because we know what's right. And it lasted four episodes and was horrible and <laughs> left the air that, you know, showrunners quit. So it could be, you know, some kind of horrible sideways drama like that. But I think that just the amount of attention that would be focused on it. I think that Megan doesn't want the responsibility. She just wants the rewards. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to put my $5 bet on the producer tag. I think that is, I think you nailed it. It's a very, a very clout-ridden uh, title that can, I mean, she could literally sit back and outsource a lot of the things and just sit back and take the credit. Yeah, Meghan Markle is a control freak. There's oh, a yeah, big of course. difference yeah. here. People, Meghan Markle is not the kind of person who is going to allow others, especially now. I, I, this is just what I believe. I mean, before... Um, she reminds me of this, um, the wife of this Asian guy who was a dictator and when she used to be a bad actress, when, when he, he became into power, she pretty much killed everybody. And then uh, Meghan Markle has, has, a, has a chip on her shoulder and something to prove. I don't think um, that her now being the Duchess 
um, and being the know-it-all, and if she gets a chance to produce, that she's yeah. not going to want to control it absolutely and want to have it to do it her way, you know, that's not to anybody. I mean, yeah. that, that's just what I think. Well, Paula, going into that thought about control, anti-lawyer... Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's what? back. He's back. No, he's I didn't back. go anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. I no, it's not you, Andy. It's Andrew. He drops yeah. in and out. What about, what about, you're going off. What about uh, something like Kelly Clarkson, Jennifer Hudson, you know, uh, Drew Barrymore? They have these mm -hmm. daytime shows. And oh. Ellen, we know that Ellen was a horrible dictator. So if, like like uh, Paula said, that she's, she likes to control everything, wouldn't a daytime TV show be good for that? She's not likable enough. No. Um, no. No, and, I'm, and, and here's the way. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. You, you have to, you know. Like, Look yeah, at her podcast. Her podcast was terrible. She was yeah. a terrible interviewer. She did not connect with her guests. She completely, completely. Well, she wasn't there from what we hear. Off a few of them. Like, Correct. Yeah. And she didn't do a lot of the work herself. Shocking. But she, like Paris Hilton, she, you could tell she pissed Paris Hilton off. And yeah. that was doing it. They weren't even face to face. You know, like. Mariah Carey, you know, kind of yeah. called her out towards the I, end of the podcast. And then can you imagine her doing in front of cameras in a studio yeah. audience trying to do interviews? I, I would pay good money to see that. Oh, I really too. want Meghan Markle <laughs> daytime. And I mean, the lowest end of low end daytime chat shows like either that or I want the TMZ like reality show of Megan, one one of the two, you know. And did, was there any fallout from any of the stars that Megan interviewed in her arcade arcade crap uh, thing? <laughs> yeah. Was there any no. fallout from Paris Hilton or Mariah Carey or Serena Williams or anybody? Was there any backlash? Like any of the celebrities were not happy with with what came out? No, I don't think um like that. I think that what it showed was <clears throat> that. She realized that having deep discussions about some kind of ridiculous thing wasn't going to work. And so then she said, well, you know, I'll have Paris Hilton on and I'm going to have Andy Cohen on. And those are fine guests. I would love to have Paris on my podcast. I'd love to have Andy Cohen on my podcast, but I'm not trying to change the world. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense for her to have Andy Cohen on and that. And the reason that she could get them is they're like, yeah, I'll go do it, you know, because it's a little bit of attention for them. And they're just as curious. And I think Andy was probably like, well, maybe I can get Megan to come on, watch what happens live or something like that. Um, so, but I think that when you get back to the whole talk show and yeah. like I said, I, it's just, it's not about necessarily the, the unlikable, but what it is, Ellen is, was also unlikable, but she had a way of overcoming it. You know, for years I talked about how her staff hated her and blah, blah, blah. And, and finally the world caught on, but she was a comedian. She knew how to work a crowd. She was willing to do a bit, even if she hated it. She hated doing the little dancing thing, but everybody said, you need to do the dancing thing because it's extremely popular. So she did it anyway. She was willing to just do it, even though she hated doing it because she knew that it was part of the game and part of the shtick. And that's what she wanted. And she was willing to do a lot of things for the 30 or $40 million a year she was getting paid. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson is beloved by everybody for the most part. Um, yeah. You know, whether it's on the left or the right, everybody likes her. Drew Barrymore, who's going to say a bad word about her? Then we might call her ditzy or something, but she's very likable. Um, yeah, yeah. And we grew up with her. Uh, yeah. It's the same with Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson is very, very likable. She's yeah. still learning how to do it. It's the talk show hosts that don't make it are very 
um, divisive, whether it's like Sharon Osbourne, Chris Jenner. They just, it was too much. It, there was too much. They're like, no, no, no. And it just doesn't work. And Meghan Markle would be the same way. So then the, the, the fact that we know that Meghan craves the attention right on her, do you think that that will have an effect on her producing? Because when, like you said, when you produce, you're not the one in the spotlight. Well, you can make yourself in the spotlight if you want to, though. Um, okay. But that's and the other yeah, thing is with the with talk that. show, <clears throat> the talk show is too much is too hard. I mean, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of work. And oh, yeah, and, <laughs> and it's work. That's one of the things that we've, we've seen, you know, and like, I mean, you know, Bill Simmons is one of my good friends. And as you know, he has mentioned, working is not necessarily one of their attributes. Yeah, and, he called them lazy fucking grifters. I think he <laughs> <laughs> well, she did so, 12. 12 episodes in two years with like 90 and he wasn't episodes. called a racist for that like uh, yeah I, I, do you happen to know how much she got paid nt lawyer because i've been asking this question forever how much did she get paid of that 20 million for those 12 or 13 episodes not as much as you think maybe like a million dollars that's what i said yeah. Really? Uh, yeah, because it was, you know, there was some upfront money, and I don't know what the signing bonus was, but there was some upfront money. But then <clears throat> they're not idiots. I mean, Spotify has, you know, is redoing their business model because they paid too much for certain things. So yeah. if she had been smart and done all the stuff, all the episodes, can then I, she would have got can paid. Can I get you on the record dollars. for that? Can I get you on the record for that? A million? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna because I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna report on that. <laughs> I said about a million. About a million. We'll go Cynthia, Cynthia first, then I'll cut back yeah. to you, Paula. But like NT, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, all of these 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 big wigs like Netflix too. Like you have like this is like what we expect. Like you have a contract, and it's like this much when we get this, 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 and everybody screams and hollers that oh, they made a hundred million from Netflix. Well, first of all, there it costs a lot of money to produce something for Netflix. You have to that that correct me if I'm wrong. That comes out of that hundred million dollars, but Netflix has like there's hurdles that you have to do, like you know, to be paid. Like they're not going to when the screenplay is produced, when the screenplay is finished, you get money. When this you know step is done, when initial filming is done, when editing is done, when there are certain steps. But you also have to realize that streaming is really affecting the way that Hollywood works. In this sense, is that when I mentioned earlier, Ryan Reynolds and Channing Tatum getting paid twenty five million plus, they're getting a huge back end for this movie that there's a bidding war on. The, it was Warner Brothers who's trying to salvage their studio, and so they paid way, way, way overpay for that. And the thing is, the streamers are overpaying too because if they pay, say, Leonardo DiCaprio forty-five million dollars for his latest movie, it's because there's no back end. There's no back end on streaming, so you have to give the, you know, the actor or whatever all the money up front. And that's part of the problem is I don't think that there's a huge audience for this movie that Megan's going to do. I think it's. But now when you go to streamers, actors and actresses, if they're of any note, they're saying they want these outrageous quotes. So she's going to end up with people that aren't A-list for the movie, which isn't really going to help at all. Which includes her. <clears throat> which includes her. Um, honestly, and, though, so when what, she is, was, what is the thought over there in Hollywood about Megan? That she's useless? No, I think that everybody. OK. If you if you're in Hollywood at all, you will if you go out, you'll get a card. Oh, hey, I'm a producer. I'm a producer. I'm a producer. I'm a producer kind of thing. 
and she's just one of many. And mm -hmm. I think what what some people don't like, and it's not shortcuts or anything like that, because there's a lot of people that take shortcuts. It's that her shortcuts involved basically trying to steal stuff. And one of the things was, and when I say steal, I'm just talking about stealing ideas or being late, maybe, yeah, stealing or, you know, just being, you know, not working hard for it. There was a time when she was stealing uh, the idea of Emily in Paris and it was going to be a guy in Paris. And and Netflix is like, no, the, the owner of Emily in Paris, that's theirs. If they want to pitch us Jack in Paris, that's that's them. You can't come and just say, oh, let's Emily in Paris, but a guy. And, and that's the kind of thing that she was doing. And that's why she finally said, fine, I will go ahead and I will, you know, buy this property. But she didn't really buy the property. She had Netflix buy it. And also don't forget the whole children's book series or whatever that thing was. Yeah. Netflix is like, they originally signed up because they said, oh, yeah, Meghan Markle, it's a name. And then they realized, you know, no kids know who she is. So why are we going to make a eh kind of cartoon if she doesn't have any, you know, why are we going to overpay for it when we don't have to? We will just get some animators from France to crank us out some stuff for basically nothing or get AI to do it. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about Tyler Perry and Christian Keys because I did a video because I found out that Christian and Tyler had been sued by the Len uh, gentleman Lenford, I think it's called, uh, for the all the Queen's men. And they like they, they settled the lawsuit or the loss was terminated almost a month prior to Christian coming on YouTube doing his uh, his speech. And I wanted to ask you, how is that? What's going on with that? And number two, do you think that that has affected Megan? Because at the end of the day, he's Lily Invisibet Godfather. <laughs> um, here's the thing, though, is that Christian still hasn't come forward to say that it is actually Tyler, right? He just said that it was a billionaire. We're just all assume it's Tyler. And, you know, I did this with, um, who did I do this with? Pedina. Um, and we talked about it. We, we did it at length. And we, we talked about one of the things that came out shortly before Christian did this that kind of muddied the waters a little bit is that David Geffen gave a whole bunch of money, a whole bunch of money the week before, like literally like a billion dollars or something. And everybody said that he gave it because there's going to be some horrible news that came out about him in the next week. And then Christian, there hasn't been any news that's come out about David Geffen. The only news that we've had has been Christian Keyes talking about a billionaire. Now, there were a lot of clues that it's Tyler rather than David Geffen, and I went through them all. But I think that that's kind of muddied the waters a little bit because Christian is – oh, go ahead. Somebody said something? Uh, no, no, no. You're okay. Okay. Uh, so – and it kind of muddied everything. I I don't know if Christian will actually come forward and give a name or not. So in the meantime, we're just all <clears> – <throat> well, it sounds like Tyler, and it sounds like Tyler. But if it's not Tyler and Tyler hasn't been named, then it really doesn't affect Megan, right? It doesn't affect her. Because there hasn't been in a name. But if I was her, I'd get in my private jet flights while I could. Yeah, but because I was going to say, one of the biggest clues, I saw you did that interview with P. Dine, which was amazing. I loved it. And, and I wanted to ask about that because one of the things that he did say is that if we heard the video or the whatever bite, sound bite that he had, we would know immediately who he is. I don't think David Geffen is... Nobody cares about his voice. But this guy said that as soon as 
he played the, the tape, we would all immediately know who he is. And, and it's a very much loved character. David Geffen is not. No, everybody hates David Geffen. I mean, that, <laughs> so, I mean, that's why, you know, we went through it all and everything. And, and I'm, I'm convinced it is Tyler. However, we, we don't have him actually saying anything, right? We, we need Christian to at least. Yeah. I don't what know, about the recordings? Jesus. Yeah. I mean, just, just something a little bit more would be nice. <laughs> and what about with Oprah? What about with Oprah? What's happening with Oprah? Because Oprah didn't invite her to the purple thing. And then uh, it's, there's been kind of like a distance. I I, mm -hmm. I know that you say Hollywood doesn't think of her as poison, but I don't see her invited anywhere like proper. Okay. Well, this is a different time for Oprah. And this color purple thing goes back to the original color purple. Um, and the fights that she had with Whoopi Goldberg. And yeah. this this is going to be an interesting award season. And part of the problem that we're, we're facing here um, is that people who go against Oprah and Fantasia has kind of, and in, in these award season things, everybody thought that Fantasia was going to get nominated. And right now, there's only one actress who's maybe going to get nominated from The Color Purple, and it's not her. It's not Taraji P. Henson, who also has taken some shots at Oprah. And mm -hmm. so if you take a shot at Oprah, then it's not going to turn out well for you in award season. And there's just this whole battle right now between half the cast and Oprah because they all like Whoopi Goldberg or whatever. So she's got her own mess to worry about for the next until March. So I don't think that the Tyler Perry thing is even on her radar right now. No. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. But what about the Tyler Perry and Meghan Markle possible movies for 2024? Yeah, I heard that too. You know, I if there is no way with this hanging over that William Morris would ever let her make a movie with Tyler Perry. Because let's say she says, okay, let's go make a movie. And they start doing it. And let's say it all comes out. Christian decides he's going to talk about Tyler Perry comes March or April. And they this film's already done or whatever. Yeah. Um, then what do you do? Megan's associated with it. Um, what, you know, it just, there, there's too much damage. You, you can't commit to something as long-term of a process as a film. You, you just can't not, not with this kind of situation. You really need, you need somebody like Christian to say, Oh, you know, I'm never going to mention the name and then boom, then Megan is free to, to do whatever she wants. But what about Tyler Perry's eight movie deal? It was four years, eight uh, eight movies, I believe, with Netflix. And nothing's going to happen to it. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, Netflix has a history of of you know Kevin Spacey, Danny Masterson, uh, Franklin Jella, you know, and fired them all. But in this kind of case, Netflix needs content. They need content, and they need audience. And it would have to be something just so horrific for them to, to cancel the deal because, you know, they have all these executives. That, okay. We're going to have this movie there, this movie. Okay. That's going to, you know, just with these timelines and stuff, it would have to be so explicit and so upfront, even with like Danny Masterson, it took almost a year before he was fired from the ranch. So, and it, it would take something like horribly horrific, like something Kevin Spacey esque or Danny Masterson, just somebody coming and saying, what what we have right now from what Christian has said is we have sexual harassment. We don't have sexual assault. Tyler Perry didn't sexually assault him. Tyler Perry didn't, you know, he, Tyler Perry made crude comments, did a whole bunch of stuff. 
It's horrible. And what Netflix isn't going to cancel a deal with Tyler Perry because of it. That's sick. Yeah. So the fact that, that the, yeah, the fact that that deal with Netflix, eight movies, four years, and it's being pushed by Ari Emanuel. So are you trying to tell me that, that those, all those things happening together all at once and the Meg still can't get a role for all of that? <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> Megan's got what Megan should have done is tried to get like some producer credits for the Tyler Perry stuff. Um, you know, just whatever, just like one one of the movies. And <clears throat> I think that that would have been, you know, good for her to show, oh, look, you are working, even though she wouldn't be because they throw around producer credits all the time. In fact, it comes to the point where, you know, if you win an Academy Award for producers, you know, only only two get the Academy Award or whatever, three. Um, and there could be like seven producers on there because they, they just throw out the credits sometimes. And so you can always tell who the real workers were or the real, <clears throat> you know, people behind it by the ones that go up on stage, regardless of how many producers are listed in the credits. Oh, my God. She'd be pushing. She'd be pushing them out of the way. She'd be taking that. <laughs> It'd be like at Kevin Costner's house again, all oh over again. Oh my God! Yeah, that was uh, that was actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I, even I felt embarrassed, you know, by by that thing. That was actually quite horrible. And I wanted yeah. to, you know, elaborate something on where's the hell is Andrew? He keeps going. Um, uh, uh, like it's it's you know he's talking about somebody put posted some very good comment there. It said, "How can Megan? Why didn't she ever get a job in Hollywood prior to marrying Harry?" You know, given the fact, there we go, Cine Mini. And then, and then on top of that, you know, why do you think, Auntie, right now that with WME and Ari Emanuel and her having a Duchess title, they've had her for quite some time and it's been difficult to get her anything? I mean, and, and elaborate on that little lady who's. Okay. She wasn't, you know, what she wanted was she, okay, here's a good way to put it. She was on a long-running hit show, and you know it was Suits. Whether or not she was actually, you know, I'm a little bit. Um, I can go either way. Whether or not she was written out of the show, or the wasn't didn't have her contract renewed, or whatever. I mean, the showrunner has kind of given different stories. Whatever, fine. She would have landed some kind of show when that ended. It would have been probably the equivalent. Maybe she would have done Hallmark movies. It would have been something like that. We're just some kind of ensemble cast. She wasn't ever going to be the lead in something. She doesn't have the uh, the acting chops to be like a lead, lead actress. It's a, a totally different kind of process. She was always going to be somebody who played, you know, in, in an ensemble cast. And then maybe when, and just doing that until she got too old to act for the most part. And then she'd be reduced to really supporting characters. Um, and that's how her career would have gone. This gave her, she knew that. She's not dumb she knew that this is the way that her career was going to go which is why she's always been trying to marry up whether it's a celebrity chef whether she goes to to england and says hey do you know any rich single guys or whatever that are looking for somebody she knew where her career was going she knew that she needed to attach herself to somebody hollywood is filled filled for the last hundred years with people of either sex who try and find somebody more famous than them to leech off of to become more famous themselves. It is just, that's the way Hollywood goes. You can look at anybody, 
who 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 marries somebody who's like an A plus lister, and then all of a sudden they try and do something. Let's say yeah. and another person I absolutely hate, Alec Baldwin. But if you look at Hilaria Baldwin, you know she marries him, and then she tries to do her kind of thing. You have Chrissy Teigen um, too. Yeah. Chris, thank you very much, Chrissy Teigen. Right? Yeah. She would have never amounted to really anything other than the fact that she marries John Legend, and then all of a sudden she has a platform because John Legend has a platform. Nikki Six is married to somebody who is trying keeps trying to start a business or whatever, and use everybody does it. And Megan knew that she needed to do it too before it was too late. And so she went and she, you know, and that's, and she hit the jackpot with Harry. And, but the problem is, and then I, and I said this yesterday on, on my pack, my podcast, the window is closing for her. Yeah. The, she had her chance. The window was wide open. And when it was wide open, she chose to go low. She chose to go for the lowest common denominator and just get it all out there. And there's nothing left. Not. Damn. Do you think this was trying to put the kids out though? Hang on one, one second, Tina. What, what were you we want to respond there? I'm just saying, just you know, what do you know? There was a prince with trauma issues. In yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. yeah. But in my eyes, you know, you're saying about Sandra Bullock and Reese Witherspoon earlier. They had foundations which they had mm. built themselves. Yes. To to yeah. set off their careers, their movies, and get people to watch them. Yeah. What platform is Meghan Markle got right now, other than being the Duchess and Harry's wife? She's yeah. destroyed anything connected to her name, her podcast. That had all the big names, it had all the support, and that's when her reputation was a little bit better than what it is now. And she still couldn't make that work, you know? So <laughs> we wouldn't even be having this conversation if she hadn't married Harry. She, it, you know, yeah. WME yeah. would not. Her, you know, it's because she's a duchess and she's Harry's wife. What a feminist she is. So, hey, Auntie Laura, yeah. I want to ask this one question before I get off because I got to leave to go pick up my kids. So, like you, like you said, the people in Hollywood are always trying to marry up, correct? Yeah. Okay. Or so then, fame up, I want yeah. to ask you right here: Do you think Meghan ever divorces Harry? Oh. Okay. This has always been my thing. <laughs> is this okay? Um, juicy one, if, people. It's a juicy if, one. If she makes, let's say this movie for whatever reason, okay, let's say it, it's it, it's massive, it's a critically acclaimed, it's still not gonna make any money, but critically acclaimed, and she wins an Oscar and she gets some kind of thirty or forty million dollar dollar deal with Netflix. Yeah, I could see her divorcing. Yeah. Because gone. what's the because she used him for a come up with the fame and she got what she wanted all along which was okay now i have power and all this kind of stuff but what you know you said earlier is the there's no base like reese witherspoon is a producer now on shows like big little lies the morning show yeah. but she she didn't become a producer even in, until after say like legally blonde which is one of the biggest movies and then she says yeah. look if you guys want me on this project then i'm going to be a producer and then she starts looking for stuff and looking for stuff. Margot Robbie, she made mm -hmm. all of her money on Barbie on the back end because she's the producer of the movie. She yeah. is the producer. She made 50 million bucks as the mm -hmm. producer. But if it hadn't, but if it hadn't made any money, she would have just got her little four or five million dollar fee. She yeah. took all the risk. And so she said, fine, I believe in this project and I will sell it to others. So then without what you said, without that big, uh, big Academy Award, without that, she does divorce or she she never does divorce him i i just i think that she will glom on to that i think if my, my other thing is if some getty came up to her then perhaps yes because what's more important to her the money or the fame and at some point 
you know, she's got to say, okay, well, I'm not going to make it in Hollywood. Harry's not that rich, you guys. No, okay? he's not he's that not. rich. Yeah. He's not. Um, okay, y'all. I'll see y'all later. I got to go pick up my okay. kids. I love y'all. Take care. Happy Bye. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wrong in saying that Megan got her foot in the door in Hollywood off the back of her dad's clout. You, you see what I'm saying? And I think the the way that she treated her dad has certainly destroyed a lot of bridges in Hollywood, Andy. Do you think uh, that her lack of offers has got something to do with how uh, she treats her familia? I honestly, look, I don't think she's as big of a Nepo baby when it comes to that. I think that what she had was her dad had some money and stuff, and he had some connections and everything. And she, he, she didn't have to struggle as hard. However, <clears throat> she did take... You know, horrible roles, like I've always mentioned, you know, the giving oral sex and 90210 in the front seat or whatever. And all you see is her face popping up and things like that. Um, so I, I, I think that and, and she that she left deal or no deal because she wanted to be a serious actress. And the first role that she got was that scene in 90210 where all you see is her face after she comes up with the guy. That's lap. really insulting. Yeah. Um, so said, I, th I think that. If you're taking roles like that, you know, you still have to have some talent. Uh, Rumor Willis got a whole bunch of opportunities because of her dad, but she really didn't have any acting talent. And so she kind of washed out. She has a little singing talent. So she hangs around. Um, Jack Quaid, who's the, you know, the son of Meg Ryan, Dennis Quaid. He's got some talent. Yes. Did he get opportunities that he wouldn't have? Absolutely. But he can act. And so he hangs around and it's just, and you see that all the time with, especially with, actors they get the boost they don't have to necessarily go do a bunch of commercials and stuff like that and you know be in background and you know work your way up as as you know slowly um but you the, obviously these people aren't going to risk 50 million dollars on you or 100 million dollars on you if you can't act it's, it's it's that simple well and you look at the roles you look at the roles that she did and they were all sexual look at me Look, you know, even in suits, she was the sexy paralegal. She was having sex in the storeroom with the lawyers. Like, she's always done those roles. You can't go from that, correct me if I'm wrong, into some serious drama-related role when everything you've ever done is showcasing this and using it, number one, to, to get things, husbands, and number two, that's the roles that you're always in. It's it's not going to work. And there's an expiry date on that. We see there it all is. the time. There's an expiry <laughs> I, date on that. I think she's a better actress than people give her credit for mm -hmm. because of the fact that she managed to convince Harry. Right? 100%. Oh, 100%. But then again, Harry's not that bright. Harry's not that bright. So it's not that hard to convince he's him. Not, he's not that bright. But you don't think that mm -hmm. other women have tried to play some kind of game to land Harry before? Like he hasn't yeah. ever seen that before? So, uh, you know, I don't know, because Chelsea <clears throat> broke up with him. Cressida broke up with him. Like, proper women of substance broke yeah. up with him because yeah. they said that he was too paranoid, too nasty. Too immature. He mature. Like, immature, proper ridiculous. women. Like, yeah. like, people like Chelsea Davy, a successful lawyer. Uh, she's a jewelry designer. Uh, she is proper a proper woman with moral compass. And the same thing with Cressida. Cressida was good friends with William, with Catherine. Uh, I, I don't know, but to me, it seems like he was looking for somebody who disliked 
his brother as much as he disliked him. I, I don't know. I just think, he, you know, he wasn't, he didn't count on Catherine being part of that plot. But, you know, I don't know, but I could be wrong. But you said that well, Megan is a good actress. So, well, yeah. she is it, for that kind of thing. And let's not also forget that, um, and I think you and I talked about Paul when I, when I was on with you or maybe it was with you and Sean, but when they dated, it was long distance, right? Yeah. And yeah. so you only saw each other for a few days. So his yeah. best behavior kind of thing, completely different <laughs> kind of you're flying in. Oh my gosh, you're flying in. It's romantic. Okay. Let's go have sex. Cause it's a new thing. And you know, whatever it's not. Okay. Well, I'll pick you up after I work for like 10 hours and we'll go, you know, eat some food and maybe we'll go see a movie and then, you know, we'll talk on the phone. You know, this was totally different. I'm flying in from a foreign country. Oh, you're going to fly me. in? Oh, we need to keep it secret. Oh, you know, and it's just like, yeah. It's this and kind it of was so quick, wasn't it? It was so quick. Oh, it was so quick. You know? Yeah. And and what that doesn't do is when you have that kind of long distance thing, you don't learn about the person. You don't. Because you're only seeing the best part because you're only seeing them for two or three days at a time. And and that's it. Yeah. And and then it's just it's just easy to it's and it's not this long, drawn out thing where you're yeah. dating somebody who's like lives close to you, like 20 or 30 minutes away and you date for like three or four years and stuff. Yeah. This was just, well, we have to do something now. We have to do something quick because it's too on fire in the rest of the world. So here we go. It's yeah. almost, it's almost anti like by having a long distance relationship, you can control a narrative, even if that narrative is who you really are. You, yeah. A hundred percent because you only have to show the best side of yourself. Yeah. Correct. And the thing, sorry. No, there, there's a saying that, and I'm going to quote here because actually somebody on, on TikTok posted it. And it was that Harry in his book quoted said that when he got together with Megan was like pulling the pin on a fun grenade. You know, it's like, uh, like I was, I don't know if you've heard that expression. He said it's part, yeah. actually in their book that when he met Megan, getting together with Megan was pulling the pin out of a fun grenade. And it's like, it's, it's something about destruction. You know, when you, when you in the context of a long distance relationship where every time you see them is effectively a naughty weekend away together. Yes. I'm sure it was a fun grenade. You know, I mean, let's, let's just think about that for a second. We're, we're, as previously he's been with some high class ladies. Okay. And then Megan's come along. I'm sure she does some mad things that she allegedly learned in some houses. The and not I'm just I Oh, that 9021 blow is going on a mug for next week. So that'll be our first merch. And I, I will give Megan a, an executive producer's credit on the back of the mug. It might just say FM, but you know who we're talking about, allegedly. I just want to say something quickly. Please go watch Anthony's podcast because they've been fun. I love your podcast always, but go watch them because they've been so much fun. I, I've, I've really been enjoying them, uh, you know, a lot. So please go watch them. And, and from a psychological point of view, from a psychological point of view, you got to remember, Harry, Harry did do a lot of drugs. Harry did do <laughs> a lot of adrenaline things. Harry runs on adrenaline. Harry runs on that dopamine hit, that dopamine hit. And what do you think it is when you pull and, and blow the fun grenade? It's the dopamine hit. Yeah. It's the adrenaline hit. It's the fix. Yeah, especially he when you're running about wearing Diana's perfume. Well, that, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. Like, about her role in how she's, you know, this is the biggest acting part of all time. But the one thing we've seen is she's very good at playing the victim. And the one bit of trauma he has is his mom being a victim. So he's got this hero sort of, I'm going to protect her because I couldn't protect my mom kind of vibe going on. And it's just, 
The heroes and <laughs> do you, do you think together? Do you think when they left the palace, they actually rode out on a white horse? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just saying. Right. We need to, yes. Someone needs to Google that because I, I just want to put a tenor oh, on that. I guarantee a white horse okay. led them out of that. Something. I wanted to ask you something quickly. Um, about the kids, I've heard that Megan has tried to sell a picture to Vogue or to be on the cover for a couple of mil, but she hasn't gotten the number that she wanted, which is why we don't yes. see the kids. Well, Vogue doesn't have that kind of money <clears throat> to do that anymore. Long for gone are the days of Angelina and Brad getting five or six million dollars for or a sorry, photo. Cruz. You know, it's just, yeah, it's it's just not going to to do anything. But going back to the, the point that was made a couple of minutes ago about her being the victim is that this this is something that Harry probably doesn't see right now is that Megan will always play the victim. So when she and Harry inevitably split, as I think that they will, what do you think oh. that she is going to do? She is the victim. She is going to drag Harry through every single muddy stone, block, rock, everything, and have yeah. Omid there to document it all. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen because she's not going to be the bad person in all of this. She's the one who's going to, oh, you know, I really tried. And, you know, he just wouldn't do anything. He just wanted to sit around the house and do mushrooms all day. Ah. And, and then, <laughs> you know, I mean, I just feel like. It's yeah. just she's gonna if if they end up splitting, she's the one who's 100%. going to do the damage on him. Yeah. Okay. Just before we go any further, why is there only six hundred and fifty-seven likes if there's twenty-two hundred people watching the stream? Can we all just take a minute? It's free. <laughs> you just use your finger on your phone. <laughs> We've got NT lawyer here. Get the button pressed. I'll make. I'll wait. We can all just go away for a coffee and come back in five minutes if you need some time to click the button. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm from power, okay? I'll do it. There's no peace smash that light, man. Okay, NT, I ask everyone that comes on here, right? And I, 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 it's, it's my favorite question to ask. Oh. What if, right, wake up tomorrow, right? It's everyone knows. What if we wake up tomorrow, okay, and not, no conspiracies, no conspiracies, it's all Harry just walks out into the street and a bus just takes him out the game. And we now have Meghan... Wait, I need to put the, the filter on. We now have Meghan Markle, the widow. What? I mean, that's that's definitely our final form, right? If we enter the Meghan Markle, the widow phase, we're all screwed, right? Well, I think it would be three or four years of widow, and then she'd find a Getty. Yeah. I, 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 I just yeah. do. I agree. Again, it's I agree. not enough money. No. I don't, I don't know exactly how their trust is set up, and how, you know, how much they're paid annually, how much is the lump sum from Diana, all of that kind of stuff, because there's a lot of math that doesn't math right. And yeah. so if he dies, you know, maybe he has a huge life insurance policy or whatever. I think that Megan starts to go to war with the royal family and she becomes Diana 2.0. I need to take care of my kids and everything. Yeah. And you guys are just, you know, standing in the way and you know, you've always had it out for me and because you're racist and now you're not giving me the money that I need to raise the kids. And you're, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know how come I'm not getting the money. I just I think that yeah. his probate would be a very, very messed up situation. So yeah. I think that she would have to go find somebody wealthy, I think. But in before she does that, she will write a tell all book. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, she was in the process of doing that. I thought she was in the process of writing her memoir. Yeah. Oh. But what's she gonna say? 
90210 blow or whatever. <laughs> but she has to start talking. Let's not forget that this woman is going to keep making things up because as you rightly pointed out, Anthony, she was too stupid. She she basically sold the goods too quickly. Instead of, you know, drip, drip, drip. She immediately, I don't know if it was because she's that stupid that, you know, she shouldn't have told everything or lied about everything the way she did because now nobody, you know, she's people are going to say, so what is she going to say now that we haven't heard before? I think she was excited that Oprah took a personal interest in her. And, she went down the house for tea. <laughs> yeah. And I think that she was like, oh, my gosh, Oprah wants to have me on her show. And Oprah, not an idiot. Oprah goes, here's what you're going to have to talk about. We're going to and Oprah's going to bring up all of these things to get it all out there because she knows it's a one and done kind of thing. There's not going to be a part two with Oprah. So we got to get it all out there. Her tell all book is not going to come out until there's something to tell all where people will be interested in it. And but her problem is, is that if she doesn't kiss and make up with Omid, there's going to be a, you know, a tell all book about her and Harry before yes. she can write a tell all book. She can write it. Yeah, yeah it's it's Wild West. Yeah. First what do you think is happening there? Because the book didn't do too well. Oh, it's it didn't do too well West. because it's just leftovers. But but he writes a book about Meghan and Harry. I guarantee it goes to number one. I got a feeling he's got, yeah. he's got journals, he's got recordings, he's got, they have put way too much trust in Scooby-Doo, way too and much. And I feel like Ahmed way too wants, much. he wants a slice of the pie as well. 100% he, he wants does. to be hobnobbing in Nobu yeah. with Kim K, in, yeah. he wants that too. He does. 100%. He, and mm -hmm. he wants, he wants to be <laughs> Sam Blansky, who basically... <laughs> Um, you know, wrote the the Britney Spears book. Sam Lansky wrote yeah. the Time Magazine article for Taylor Swift. You know, for for Woman of the Year. So he wants to be that. Where okay, I get wealthy. I, I get to hobnob with all these A plus plus listers, and somehow that's going to happen. But you know, that kind of thing doesn't usually turn out well because you yeah. need to keep turning on the person that's you know feeding you. And so Omid's going to write something about Harry and Meghan mm -hmm. a thousand percent. And then he'll make his money. He'll make a ton of money from that because it will be a very, very popular book. But then he has nobody else to turn on. Um, so that kind of career runs out really quickly because there's only so many times you can, you know, I guess be a cannibal. Harry said he had enough material to write another book. Yeah, I'm sure he has enough material to write another book, but doesn't mean it's going to be any good. <laughs> <laughs> because look, you you write six or seven hundred pages, and you go, okay, that's great. Here's six or seven hundred pages. Those three hundred pages of stories aren't interesting, Harry. But these three hundred pages are. But yes, you technically have another three hundred pages. You have enough for another book. Now, if he wants to just write about all of his military stuff and everything like that, I think that that would be a decent seller. You know, if he wants to to talk about that. I've always said that Harry missed this golden opportunity where he could have a re Invictus reality show, Invictus podcast, Invictus, yeah. Invictus, Invictus, Invictus. Yeah. He could have, you know, been hugely powerful and really making this attention. And people would be so sympathetic and veterans around the world and all of this kind of 100%. stuff would be on totally on Team Harry. And for whatever reason, he wasn't interested in doing it. Yeah. NT, can okay. I just ask you, do you think that if Harry and Meghan would have walked away, and gone down a better route of being genuine and doing the Invictus and all of that, that they would have been the biggest threat to the royal family. Do, being this modern and not needing the traditions and actually being out there, being the face and doing all that without the actual 
the financial that the royal family do you think they would have been an equal threat to the royal family if they had come away from it and done it in a good way in a better way than what they have if they had gone remember everybody said oh they're going to go to africa or whatever i never bought the africa thing but if they had stayed on vancouver island mm -hmm. and just focused on invictus and stayed out you know if you're on vancouver island it takes a lot to go find you and if you had been there and just done your Invictus and focused on that and, hey, yeah, we got the Spotify deal, but we only got the Spotify deal so we could bring attention to all of these veterans around the world and the things like that. If they had gone down that route, then I think people would be like, all right, they were being serious. They're not interested in it for the fame or the thirst. Yeah, they're getting paid, but why shouldn't they get paid? And, you know, but they're they're doing this. And then Megan says, you know what, I'm really interested in whatever issue. And I want to try and highlight it and to be kind of like a first lady would, I guess, mm -hmm. where they adopt some kind of issue and then they kind of go with that and they bring attention to it. Um, and maybe occasionally flying from Vancouver Island over to Vancouver and, you know, staying in the Commonwealth. I, I think that it would have been an entirely different kind of picture. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's the thing, too. Like you look at their charitable works. I mean, it's a new two donors five minutes. Like. I know, right? Like it's <laughs> it's a new project every five minutes. They've never stuck to anything. They've no. never actually put the work in that it takes. Like Princess Catherine, you know, she gets a, like flack. Oh, she doesn't work that hard. And she's only done this project and that project. But she's taken it from an idea. What, like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, she took it from an idea and a concept. And she's actually like <clears throat> got organizations funding and supports and made some changes in the government of how they manage zero to five. Like she's actually done the work. Whereas Megan just hops on a bandwagon for five minutes, wears a yeah. cute little shirt, makes sure she gets pictures on her, on her funneling foundation, <laughs> allegedly <laughs> funneling foundation, <laughs> GoDaddy website. And then she's done. Okay. The cream stage, the opulence. I'm here. Applaud me. Yeah. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. what, what I want to ask Enti is why people are not, for example, she's burnt so many people. Mm -hmm. Jessica mm -hmm. Mulroney, she's burnt, Ooh. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Why aren't they coming on her? Because God knows Megan likes to blab about other people. I mean, Harry was, was didn't he just cut, cut off Dominic West or something like that? Because he said that he had drunk too much from a from a leg or something like that. But <laughs> Harry and Megan like to blab about people mm. and trash. And look what he said about uh, Courtney Cox about having mushrooms there. And by the way, Harry shouldn't be talking about drugs because he's on a visa. And, and, and you know, state Nobody's going to pull his visa. Nobody's going to pull his visa. I mean... I, I think that, it, you know, something like him doing mushrooms or whatever, and I know that, you know, most people, if it happened to them and they were so public about it, then we get their visa, you know, withdrawn or, or revoked. It's not going to happen. And it doesn't, it, it's just, it's, if you want to talk about it, you can talk about it, but it's not going to happen. The Heritage um, Foundation is asking for it, though. I know, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, my He's God. Still got privilege. Uh, There's no it's not going to happen. And it doesn't matter who's president. It's not going to happen. It's no. Nobody's going to kick Harry out of the country. No. It's just, no one it's, wants to be responsible for that. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is this is the, the part I hate because people are saying it's not going to happen. I mean, it's happened to other celebrities. Uh, yes, but okay. Yes, you're correct. It has happened to other celebrities, but generally, that celebrity had to commit some kind of crime, um, a horrible crime, 
Um, you know, the, the guy who shot Megan Lee Stallion, he's Canadian. He yeah. will be deported after he finishes his sentence. Yeah. Um, he will? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. I mean, yeah, he shot somebody. So that's not, you know, somebody that we want. Um, but most celebrities, you have to commit some kind of heinous crime. Justin Bieber has been involved in many, many kind of minor crimes that would probably preclude him from entering the United States were he a regular person yeah. um, for a certain amount of time. However, because he's Justin Bieber, they're like, yeah, you know, he contributes too much to the economy or whatever. What yeah. kind of, why are we going to even bother with that kind of thing? Um, and I forget what your original question was, Paula. No, but why aren't people... <laughs> Talking about Mega, for example, Jessica Mulroney. I mean, Mega. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's I, okay. You think that Omid's number one source is not going to be Jessica? That's who's going to talk. <clears throat> so Jessica's not going to come out and actually say anything. But if Omid, you know, gives her a call and says, "Hey, you know, I'm writing a book on Megan. Is there anything you'd like to say? Any kind of feelings you may have? I would love to hear them. I think that Jessica would say something. Yeah. The mouthpiece." Yeah. yeah, this is the thing I don't get. Why won't people do it? Jessica, get and write a book about this. You know, why won't? Oh no, no, no! You can't do it like that. No, because Jessica, no, you got to have some kind of plausible deniability. Yeah. You know, Jessica can trash Megan, but she's gonna do it through somebody else. Jessica, if it was somebody different or whatever, I'm trying to think of. Um, but Jessica kind of thinks herself as like Canadian royalty in a way. Um, being who she's married to, and yeah. she wouldn't stoop so low as to write some kind of tell-all book about... Now, I think that Jessica could write a tell-all book about somebody who's dead, and that would be okay. But hey, it's too tawdry to write about somebody who's alive. <clears throat> Do you not yeah. think we've had it or dirty their name if they're even connected to any of this now? Very they're, likely. We were saying, weren't we, Cynthia, the other night about Trevor and if he were to yeah. write a book, but even he doesn't want to You don't want to be connected to any of it. No one wants no. to be they, they no. will keep quiet and they support by silence, yeah. but they won't come out and dirty their own names and drag themselves down with it. And you have to realize too, like Jessica Mulrooney, look who she's married to. Look who her father <laughs> is. Like, yeah. like it or not, there's some there's some stuff there too that she's not going to openly blab because she has to recognize she's got connections in such a way that it's just it's not going to happen. She's not going to do it. Just uh, before we carry on there, Tom, how are you? I know you've been suffering and you've you've made it to the panel this evening. How are you doing, brother? And Merry Christmas as well. How was your Christmas? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Nice and quiet. Yeah, sorry. I was just tied up earlier. Megan and Harry were uh, over trying, begging us, to, begging forgiveness from us, and we told them to keep <laughs> Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Of course. I'm not going to happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too good. Yeah. Oh, good I was going to say something. You know how Harry said in, in Netflix that he saw a lot of Megan of his wife and Archie, but and a lot of Spencer and Lily because they, they has the red jean, red hair jean. But you guys are red hair. That's mm -hmm. pretty pretentious of him to say that's because of him that the kid is. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. The original Markle ginger jean lives on. I'm telling you, that's a great point. Yeah, it comes from my uh, Viking heritage. Hell, hell yeah, there you go, yep. for sure. Now, we've had we've had a few questions um, for Enti. Uh, One of them was about a Russian billionaire. Let me just put it up on screen. What is the connection with Megan and the Russian billionaire, Yuli Miller, who let them stay in his island in Vancouver? Any connections with the new papers, shall we say? I, I, I don't know anything about that guy, but I do know that their uh, Montecito chicken, rescue chicken mansion was purchased from 
from a uh, a Russian guy, and he they got mm-hmm. it on like a really discounted price because there was like bad mojo and weird shit happening in the house. But that's about all I know. And what about you? What you know about Yuri? I mean. Yeah, I'll put the question up again, mate. Just uh, there we go. Yeah, the the, the Russian billionaire Yuri Milner, uh, who let them stay on the island in Vancouver. Do you think there's anything fishy going on there? Effectively, no. I mean, I think that anytime you're talking about an oligarch who was born in Moscow and is worth seven or eight billion dollars, there's always going to be something fishy. Be something, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, he also he went to. Um, I think he went to Wharton. Um, so he's been in the U.S. for for quite a while, um, or in Canada. He was like. Um, one of the first three or four backers of Facebook. So, um, one of the first three or four backers of Twitter. So this is a guy that, you know, is somebody good to know. And he left, he is a very, he is a guy who should watch out that he doesn't get pushed out of a building. Um, because he has gone after, um, um, Putin. She, he's gone after yeah. Putin before, so oh, yeah, um, yeah, and he, because he left, he left Russia hasn't been back in like ten years, and if he went back into the country, he'd be dead. If he went back to like London, he'd probably be dead. Yeah, that's actually pretty awful, though. But I mean, what, what have you heard about them moving to Hollywood? Like, for because Megan says she wants to be to Hollywood because she's so popular and so loved, and and there's so many things. What have you heard about that, Enti? I just the only thing I've heard is the same thing where they've looked at some places in Malibu. But the thing is that the Malibu places that they like are more expensive than the place that they live in Montecito. Um, but obviously, Montecito is a hall if you're, you know, in L.A. all the time. And so they they have a well, she has a place in L.A. that she kind of uses from time to time. And then, you know, Harry's got a place in Montecito um, that he stays at from time to time when he needs to get away. And. <laughs> The I think that they'll keep looking. The place that they were looking at the last one I saw in Malibu was probably eight or nine million. So it's set far away from from the beach. But that would be a downsize. But obviously, you know, Malibu is a pain in the butt to get to L.A. too most of the time because the PCH is like a parking lot most of the time. I thought but see, they want this glamour. And I think that that's where Harry's coming in is he wants to live on a beach for some reason. I don't think that Megan's the one who really wants to live on the beach. And I think that she understands the whole traffic situation. I think that Megan would like to live in Beverly Hills or Brentwood or oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. want to live in Malibu. No, I agree. What do you think, Tom? I mean, you know well, her. She, she was She was the one saying that she wanted to be in Malibu because... Because it was so much closer to the entertainment industry that she's such a big part of. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it is closer, but you know, if you're you know taking meetings or whatever, it's way easier to be in Brentwood than it is to be in Malibu. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's five minutes away from Brentwood. So. Yeah, and 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 Tom, did 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 your did Megan write to your father to wish him Merry Christmas or to any of you? Um. Yeah, I sent it to the Smith Smithsonian Institute for an appraisal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that one of the rarest, rarest bits of literary work yeah. there in the world ever. An apology from Meghan Markle. In, it'll uh, be, an, it'll be, it'll be in a museum someday, right next to my letter to Harry. Yeah, oh my God, yeah, yeah. You wrote that letter. That was a prophetic letter, I gotta say. But no, I mean, I, that that's that. Uh, it's it's 
kind of like wondering what 2024 is going to be though you know and have you heard any any new contracts or anything that are coming her way like other than than meet me at the lake or anything i mean anything i thought it was meet me at the yacht <laughs> you know that's going to go in a mug as well once the build the poster yeah. for that movie comes out right i got, I got my wires crossed somewhere i don't know yeah right um i don't you know this is there's still a lot that's behind because of the strikes um no. and things are delayed so there's not a lot of things being pushed around or moved and stuff the only contracts that she would sign would maybe be to you know some kind of endorsement deal or face or something like that which is something that wme specializes in but right now <clears throat> who's if you are let's say we'll just use dior do you really is Meghan markle the face of your brand can you be convinced that she could be the face of your brand or do you go to somebody say like um i'm just trying to think of somebody that's maybe i know let's go with kristen stewart who for whatever reason i mean she is always a, a good choice and she's been a lot of different faces natalie portman or something like that would jennifer you rather lawrence? would you who jennifer lawrence yeah yeah she's kind of done um but i i mean but i get your i get your she's been done ever since harvey got you know yeah Michael, what the hell so happened she, to her face i know she did something she's denies it she says it's makeup uh, That's yeah. she just wants to, she wants to, and you know she had her chance in the spotlight but the problem is that she made a deal with the devil aka harvey weinstein and so then when he went away then jennifer lawrence's career went in the toilet but if you wanted to um like I would rather have Carrie Washington or somebody like that if I was Dior, because you know what Carrie Washington's also a producer. She's an actor. She's won Emmy awards. You know, it's this kind of like she always plays strong characters. She's not playing somebody. You know, you know, doing oral sex in the car or something like that. And I think that that she would be a great brand. She's got a lot of following from everybody. And if I was gonna pick somebody from like from Dior, I would pick her rather than Megan. I just. So what is Megan going to do in 2024? Like I said, it's the make or break year. I think by the end of the year, everything will be broken. Okay. Okay. Before we're getting into the last section of the show, I just want to remind everyone to smash the like button. Uh, that would be fantastic. We had a question here, which we're going to have a little bit of fun in the last section here, right? Um, is Megan like Reagan has put this up? And I just want to put to you, what will Meg's first pap of the year be? Oh, and you, you guys can play along at home with this one, or you guys can play along at home. Where do we think Meg's first pap will be of 2020? Did you say pap smear? <laughs> so, uh, her which where 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 do we think? Where do we think? I, I, like an ongoing thing all year with her, probably. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say it's it's gonna be like a big one. Lots of lots of bags. I feel like shopping oh, is gonna be bags. Lots of bags. yeah yeah yeah. Like yeah. just look at the me. Twenty twenty four rollout of what I wore today. Yeah, or yeah. or various I pictures of her with the kids. Various pics yeah. of her with the kids from about 400 yards away from the back behind. of their heads. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, behind I mean? a bush. Behind a bush. Yeah. Yes, I'm going bush. with kids are shopping. <laughs> kids are shopping. What do you? What do you? What do you think, uh, uh, Tina? What do you think? Oh, the, the first part. Yeah, throwing you in there. What I do don't you know. Think? It could be anything with Megan, couldn't it? But it really after, I'm going to say the vet's office because after right. reading, after seeing the uh, Harry's book, the spare. 
that even her dog, the Beagle, was injured and a victim. I just yeah. feel like <laughs> she'd be at the vets with the, with no the dog. No one is safe. Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't no. believe it. And it was when they were going out into the garden, he was going to propose, and the beagle looked to him, and, and the beagle had been injured, and he was in bandages. And I just thought, oh my God, even the Bre dog is a victim. Break, break, breaking news from Montecito 14 rescue chickens showed up with massive injuries at the back. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> if, if we're to go by, if we're to go by what history plates. has shown us. The chickens next. <laughs> oh, the, chick been, the chickens are toast. Sorry. It could have just been Harry putting the dog down like he did as a child. He just like he just he's a bit heavy-handed when he puts the dogs down onto the solid concrete floor head first. So I want to ask something to Andy because Andy, no. I heard something about this variety thing, but the the producer or somebody like that variety that they didn't invite Megan and they're produce they're they're organizing the 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 Grammys or something like that. I, I, uh, I thought that that would be one of her first appearances, but apparently the guy who organized the variety uh, show or whatever for variety didn't invite her. Is that true? No, I think that if Harry had been nominated for Grammy, obviously they would have gone. Um, and I really think that, yeah. you know, that was kind of a shocker to him. And, and I've talked about it <clears throat> on a podcast is that, and this is really important when you are famous famous and I'm, there is no doubt on this earth that prince harry is famous yeah. when you are famous and you write a book and then you record the audio for that book it is an unwritten rule that you get nominated for a grammy award whether you're obama or clinton or anybody else who's famous and decides that they are going to read it if britney spears had read her book she would have been nominated for a grammy for it that's just the way it works and harry was not nominated and I know that he was probably shocked as and so it shows me that they don't have very many friends because it's just kind of understood that that's the way the game is played. And you, you, you're famous. You read the book. You get nominated for a Grammy. You might not win, but you get nominated. You get to go. And this is the other thing is that the Grammys and I don't want to get you guys in trouble. So I'll say allegedly, but the Grammys are rigged, not to the extent of, say, um, the People's Choice Awards or MTV Video Music Awards where everybody gets to decide and who's the winner before they come and all that kind of stuff. But the Grammys have been known, and this is something that you can Google, is even though they use an accountant, which is usually keeps you safe, what they mess around with is who's nominated for stuff. So they don't want to have some kind of category that has, um, you know, seven people, nobody, you know, of color. So they will take somebody and they will throw somebody of color in there or two people and take somebody else out. They will have people nominated who are more popular than others. So if they have seven new artists and all of these new artists are great, but nobody's ever heard of them. They will take two or three of them out and put in two or three people that will attract viewers for the show. So that's just something viewers. that they do. Yeah. And so the fact that Harry couldn't even get by that kind of manipulation to, to be in there kind of shows that, Nobody really, really wants them to be there. Nobody wants to, you know, deal with that kind of situation and that they just don't have any any friends that really matter. I myself was shocked that he was not nominated because, like I said, it, it's just kind of an unwritten rule. So he probably was shocked as well. Um, I don't know where they'll get photographed first. I like the farmer's market idea. Um, yeah. I, I think that that's a Rosarito visiting Mr. Markle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, could you imagine? Could you imagine all the inflated ego press that would be released if he did get nominated, though? 
I mean, of there'd, course. Be nothing, there'd be nothing left to look at. There'd be 500 articles a day all over the internet. Oh my God, look at this. Look at, you know. But and just I, because, I don't, yeah. I don't. But the, the people who get nominated for it, those famous people, they treat it very, they, they don't treat it like a big deal. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So if they, if they did treat it like a big deal like that, Tom, it'd be like, why are you guys treating it like a big deal? Nobody else ever does. Yeah. Well, yeah, look at but, Kevin Costner. It was all about Meghan Markle and Harry hosting mm -hmm. Meghan Markle. Now, you, if you clip, if you type Kevin Costner, you get Meghan Markle. Yeah, I kid you but not. That, Kevin Costner, Meghan Markle uh, receives, or Meghan Markle handed him the the, the thing. Yeah, I know, know, but this, but see, honestly, my 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 friends that were there that invited me to that to that ordeal, not ordeal, but that function up there. Um, I specifically didn't go because last time from the polo field, I was all of a sudden there was a massive security risk oh, yeah. and the game got moved over. So, and I already knew that if they were going to be there, that's exactly what would happen again. But a lot of my friends that were there who attended, um, that I, I, I was invited to go backstage also because I have good friends there in high places. Um, oh. they all told me that Kevin did his best to avoid, to avoid them. He, he hid behind pillars. He went over and talked to other people. He did his best until she cornered him like a caged animal. <laughs> and, but he didn't want anything to do with it. And that's, that's, yeah. But that's Tom Frick. That, that you could oh, see yeah. that he didn't want anything. None of them did. None know? of them did. No. Yeah. I don't think anything. I think what we're going to see for, if, if I think, I think it's going to be Omid Scobie is going to play a very important role in Meghan Markle's and, and if Samantha's lawsuit goes ahead, Auntie, do you see actually Hollywood? Because that's another thing I wanted to ask you, Auntie. I don't see any reporting on that. Because I don't think people think it's going to continue. I just, <clears throat> I, I think that's probably why. What if it, it does, though? It'll be delayed and delayed and delayed, and we'll be talking about it at the end of 2024. Yeah, buried under paperwork. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's the thing. You can you can make this stuff last forever <laughs> before you, before you actually get to stuff. You know, I, I, I you know, and California's kind of changed it a little bit, but it used to be like you could file a lawsuit against somebody and then they would demur to it, which means they would object to certain portions of it or whatever, and the court would rule on those demurs, and they'd say, okay, you're right, this sounds good, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let the plaintiff have leave to amend, and so then the plaintiff goes back, and they amend it or whatever, and the other side demurs again, and meanwhile, especially after COVID, you're talking like three months in between hearings, and you could be at a year before all of that is said and done where you're actually at issue, and then it's only when you're at issue that you start taking depositions and production of documents and all of that kind of stuff because you never know if the whole thing will be kicked out. So they can make this, especially Megan and Harry, have a lot of money. They can make this thing last forever and ever yeah. and ever. And is the, um, you know, the lawyer that Samantha, she's probably having to pay. I don't think that he's doing it for free. Um, yeah. And so how how much money does she have to to do that? And, you know, it's just it becomes very difficult. And as somebody who is a lawyer and and played the game of delay, 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 or, you know, suffered at the hands of delay, 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 you know, it just uh, as the only maybe you should represent Samantha in Florida. I'm not eligible to practice in Florida. Yeah. <clears throat> can, can we all just can we all just take a minute real quick and just, you know, think about, you know, what a humanitarian Megan is. And just how sweet of a person she is for for dragging her sister who's in a wheelchair through the court system uh -huh. and just 
basically she she will because she's got money. She'll just drag it out, yep. you know, till the end of time. And it's just it's really sad and it's really pathetic. That, but that, don't you think that'll affect her more, Auntie, than if it's done with? For example, let's say it goes ahead. That can't be good for Meghan Markle's reputation, for Meghan Ragland's reputation. Sorry, because then if it, the judge says it goes ahead. And Megan just drags it on and on and on. It's not going to look good for her, especially with Samantha. And God knows I will be reporting on it and pulling her the shit out of it. It could go on and on. It just I understand what you're saying. And, you know, if you have a like a Sean Combs gassy situation yeah. where there's nothing good that's going to come out of that, you write a check. Right. You just write the check. But this situation, as you said earlier, you know, nobody's reporting on it or anything like that. You just drag it out and you drag it out and maybe she goes away. Maybe something happens, whatever. And then when you get to that point where you're going to finally have to have a deposition two years down the line, three years down the line, then you say, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write you a check. I'm going to pay for your legal bills. We're going to keep it quiet. And then the next thing you know, oh, you know, it's been it's been dismissed and they settled it. And we never know how or why or how much money or anything like that. And that's what happens. That's what happens to 95 percent of lawsuits. <clears throat> Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll tell you what happens. Yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, just, just a reminder to everybody to make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you've uh, liked up this uh, this live stream. We're in the last um, few minutes, sadly, because I have to uh, I have to nip out this evening. But next week will be our first show of 2024. Um, but I think we should end this with a, a, a little recap. Our finest moment in the Meghan and Markle, Meghan Markle and Harry's uh, saga of 2023. I'm going to just say that the taxi drive, the, 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 the high speed chase, takes it for me. I mean, when I again, I've said it so many times. When I heard over the you know the news, high speed chase, I was I was gripped right up until I heard New York, and I was like, Whoa. Manhattan. Oh, I was like every every movie you see of New York, they make a meme out of how no traffic moves. It just can you guys still hear me? Yeah, we we're, you're still here, Tom. Don't worry. So, has anybody else got uh, another Meghan Markle moment from or Prince Harry moment from 2023 to round off the year? I think the okay. worst one was on stage with Kevin Costner, Daddy, and when Harry Daddy, pointed Daddy. to the guy to hand Meghan the microphone, like, yeah. and that beautiful man just squeezed the mic tight and simply laughed. Harry and Meghan Markle. I don't know about you, Auntie, but what do you think about that? I mean, that was precious. That, I mean, that was a good one. Um, I think that I think that the whole New York thing was probably the beginning of the end. Yeah. And, but what the what the Kevin Costner one for me just looked like desperation. And but also it wasn't so much desperation. It was this. And this is a kind of important thing. Megan was t telling Harry, look, you got to you got to you got to get going here. You got to show some initiative. You got to show some drive. I can't be the one doing it and like shoves him over there saying you need to do it. And I thought that that said more in that like five seconds than anything. Just like here, you need to take the award. You need to step in. You need to do this. That's why we're here. This is why we brought a publicist, all of that kind of stuff. And it just said so much to me in that three seconds or two seconds. of Yeah. You know, uh, but every 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 time he doesn't follow directions to the T. He gets that he gets that oh. Medusa death stare. And <laughs> God only God only knows 
what goes on and how much he gets reprimanded. You can tell by looking at oh. every single clip. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I don't. I think he's spineless now, and I think if he steps out of line, he pays the price. And and I just seriously don't believe Megan is very nice to him at all. Yeah, well, I don't I think, think she's nice to him at all. No. No. Yeah. I think one of my favorite <laughs> moments. He loves. My yes, favorite yeah. moment was watching them in that god awful back. To, I think it was back to New York and that god awful summit that they did in her cream outfit and her cream chairs on her cream stage, and you could see he's talking. He was answering one of the questions, and the look on her face was literally like, "Shut the f up." <laughs> Stop talking. And he yeah. was muffuddling his way through it. He had no idea what he was talking and, about. And she was like literally like gripping. And, and he and spent two off. weeks in the chicken coop after that. Oh, yep. well, yes. But then what did she do right after that? One of my favorite moments. Hey, T. It's sort of like being in a car without seatbelts. And you have a car accident. And it was like her punishment. For his shitty response, yeah. I'm going to bring up something that traumatizes you. Let, let's, let's trigger yeah. you into action. Let's defend trigger you into action. What do, what do they call it? Munch, Munchauer syndrome? Oh, yeah. the, the, the therapist in me was just, was just mind blown What's by it all. I'm like, I'm going to teach South a course oh, yeah. a professor in this. <laughs> and I'm going to use South the Park. summit as an example. I mean, yeah. what do you guys think of South Park? I think yeah, that was actually a good one. That's a topper. That is a topper. Just for that the memes. Me the, yeah, there's there's been some there's been some crackers. There has been some crackers. But let us know in the side chat. Like I said, we're, we're, we are winding down now. I, uh, I think it was one tier left I go was this. Oh, the oh, no. I think oh, I know. You know what I think it was? At the, at the funeral with the microphones, with the microphones and the camera crew. I think that's. I the, think it was the Netflix thing when she bowed, ridiculing ooh. the queen. That's no, it. I yeah. That majority of people. For me, it's the variety where you've got the woman going. Just and hasn't she? Um, hasn't she just parted ways as well? Well, I just want to. I just want to close on this note. Meghan and Harry, thank you so so much. <laughs> For the views, oh. for the drama, for all of it. Please let 2023 be declared as the least amount of drama for the future years to come. Keep it up. Yeah. Do more and, madness. And also, Megan and Harry, don't forget to send both of your coats over to my tailor so I can put more pads on them because I'm going to ride those tails for another year. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like Andrew should be here at this minute to go bring us more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I just want to say, husband. Uh, NT, thank <laughs> you so, so much. Uh, chicken. Thank you so, so much for coming and joining us, making time. Uh, I just want to say, if no one's ever pitched to you to be an audiobook voice for like Audible or anything like that, I think you're missing out on a fat check every year, my guy. <laughs> Because that is a soothing tone. I don't even listen to audiobooks, but I would listen to you just read the dictionary, my guy. So that's something to consider. But thank you, honestly, so, so much. Your insight is fantastic. The support for you uh, in the side chat has been overwhelming. And I hope that in 2024, you'll grace us with your, uh, your knowledge and presence once again, sir. I would love to. Thanks for having me, Ron. And thanks, everybody. And I hope that everybody has a happy new year. I okay. thought you were talking about me. Yeah, listen, Tom, listen we'll, we're going to get to you in a second, mate. All right, relax. We've got a guest this week. Relax. All right. 
Um, but again, thank you to everyone who's who watches this show, who turns up every week, who actually who actually clicks the like button. It's free, okay? What it's like fifty percent of you can't even be arsed. I'm just saying we turn up every week. Push the what button. Is the like button. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come exactly. And now, now Tina's got this whole jumper stress that she's got to get through every week. Do you know what I'm saying? So just show us some love. And uh, coming into the new year, we've got a, a lot of things that are going to be uh, being added to the Sean Atwood channel, uh, revolving around a royal mess. We've got a lot of new ideas. We've got some merch. We've got a new link tree, so that when an actual show goes out, and I say follow everyone's links down below, there's actually links down below because apparently I'm really bad at the after part of my job. But moving forward, I mean, this. I like this how show, everybody calls when they see me doing. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I feel your vibe. I get the same thing. Uh, also, as well, big shout out to my mate Craig, who sat at home with his family. In case you're still watching, thank you for the multiple texts during the live. Super helpful. But I love you, brother. And uh, yeah, again, thank you to everyone who's made this show what it is. Paula, I just want to say to you. And I've always said this, you've been the backbone to this, the driving force, the, the spicy ingredient, the <laughs> secret ingredient that makes this show so delicious. And without you, I, we wouldn't be where we are. So I just want to say thank you so, so much for being at my side, for sending me everything I need for the shows, even though I don't have time to look at it half the time. I just want to say thank you so, so much. And we couldn't do it without you. So everyone, I want to see some love in the side chat for Paula and uh, I hope you all understand just how big a part of this she is. So thank you so, so much, much, Paula. Thank you. I want to thank Anthony. I want to thank Tina. Tina, you know, you, you're my hero. And Cynthia, you're so much fun too. I, I want to thank everybody who, who comes here and, you know, it's a small community and I hope, you know, we keep it going. And I mean, we have people like Anthony here, guys. I mean, yeah. click the Come fucking button, you know. <laughs> exactly. This is this heavy hitters, heavy hitters going into 2024. So I'm working on I'm working on some stuff. And again, please just go on to Lady C's Twitter and start spamming her and yeah. tell her to come on the Royal Mace. We can do this without asking Uncle Sean a caller. We got this. Paula looks nervous. Paula's like, okay, I'm nervous. I don't know what that was, but it's, it's all good. But listen, uh, NT, thank you again for being here. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for a great 2023. And I look forward to seeing you all in 2024, which is next week. And Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that good stuff. And uh, big shout out to Sean and Jane and Ziggy sitting at home watching right now. And we'll see you all in the next one. Make sure you hit the like button on the way out. We've been over this two or three times now. Okay, two or three times. If, if there's a thousand likes, 900 of you haven't been bothered to click the like button. <laughs> on the way out, click it. Just give it a slap. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Enti, thank you very much. Cynthia, Andrew, Tom, Tina, Paula, all of you at home, thank you so, so much, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, everybody. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Happy New Year.